0: All right. So, without further ado, without further ado, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna introduce our our guest, Comic Tom, Comic Tom, Comic Tom,
1: and Fire Guy Ryan.
0: I noticed I wasn't
2: in that intro, by the way.
1: We got what? problems out the gate,
2: right? Wait, wait wait wait
0: wait, about, wait, 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 on wait, wait, time time. wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, 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 wait,
0: Wait, wait, wait. Am, am I being trolled by, by Comic Tom and Fire Guy Ryan? I think you might have been trolled by Bueller and by Thoreau and by Swaggle Haas.
1: Yeah. Uh, quote, unquote, Swaggle Haas, you know. Wait, hey, wait, hold on a second.
0: Yeah. Not only am I being trolled with my hands right now, you brought in Fire Guy Ryan and you're double teaming me right now. I, I don't realize this was going to be a menage a trois. What, what is this? What, I mean, what, what is this?
1: Gotta, yo, yo, yo. First off, you just got to let it happen. It may be sometimes a bumpy ride
2: comes into the room out of nowhere. Yeah. You yeah. never
1: know. You know, it's sometimes you, gotta, you just got to let life happen. Like a you blade know? Of grass. And, and for real, you know, we were actually being respectful. We were analyzing past videos because you're prolific, man. Like you, you really go out of your way for this community. You'll stream for like seven hours straight. And it's a lot of content to do. And I'm watching Bueller and, and Swaggle House go on your show. And they're just all about the vanity. Just look at me. I'm on camera. And, you know, I thought we're going to get up. We're going to move our cameras. We're going to mess with the focus. You know, it takes a little bit of time to do this kind of stuff. And we're going to give you a high res shot of our hands like your guests should be doing on your show.
0: Okay. All right. I guess, I guess, I guess we're, we're, you're changing the terms on me right now. Well, I I don't know. I'm I'm at a loss for words, but you know what? You know I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with you in your hands. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna
1: roll. It's funny because I thought we were gonna roll with you with your hands, but now we're gonna do this together. And I feel like we've already like begun on a really good foot. Or hand. Or hand. I, Either I, way.
0: I I, I guess I, I guess that's what we're doing right now. I, uh, I, okay. All right. Well, we're wait, here for
1: you. We're here for the comic fan. Wait, hold, hold
0: on. What what do you got over there? What's that little red thing just, that you hey, have hey, on the hey, table? Hey. hey,
1: hey. Do you like it when people talk about what's in your hands? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry it's cool. Yeah. I was just like, hey, it, it's cool. <laughs> I, I've I wanted to talk to you about this. I, I've never seen such a large. Is that the Kool-Aid man?
2: I believe uh, Kool-Aid person.
1: The Kool-Aid person. I I have never seen it that large, and you're just gonna not address it. Well, yeah, I you're brought it like, large. Bring, but I'm not bringing it up because I think that would be impolite. So
0: I'm just, please, just
1: keep. We're here.
0: We're here for you. I brought out the big guy there for you. I brought the big there guy for you, go. even though okay. you, you came you, you came at arms with me, but I brought I brought the big guy for you. Uh this is this is different.
2: This Do you is have to Kool-Aid in him every time, or is it is it empty? Do you have to bring your own Kool-Aid?
0: Oh, you don't want to know what he's filled with. If but, uh, uh, that, that, that that's, a, that's a story for the insomniac theater. The, the, uh-huh. This is prime Ooh. time PG time. So we're we're gonna basically, you know, avoid that uh, topic you know the you know some some things we can't talk about here on on the primetime show because maybe a little child is going to be watching so we got to be very careful so i appreciate full that love of Kool-Aid. you know we, 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 we maybe Kool-Aid. we could, maybe we could get the, the 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 comic tom to curse by the end of this this stream i've never heard you say any kind of cuss word maybe we could get you to say something by the end of the you stream gotta I don't swear and you got
2: to grab the plate and just just, just break it and, it and say, say Dang. Something dang, gone it. See, you- swear like hey. an old man, or a real swear word.
0: Well, well, maybe I could use my Greek uh, background to influence you to start breaking plates. So maybe I could. Hey,
1: do that. that's cool. Oh,
0: oh, buddy, you know hey, that's good. So uh, this is
1: going fantastic. Just so <laughs> I'm having cool. a blast. I hope everybody here is having a blast. I would appreciate if you hit a like on Don't this because yeah, like comic one. books and um, you know it's just it's it's a great it's a great time. I'm having a lovely time.
0: Oh, believe me, nobody hears for me. They don't like me. They're, they're just here for you. They're going to go. I got all your stuff in the description. They're going to go and click on you and do the whole thing. Uh, but, but not now. You can do it after the show. You're going to okay. finish the show, and then you're going to go true. on to Comic time stuff. I have everything in the description. I got his Instagram. I have his web page. I have his uh, YouTube, and whatever the case is. But let's get into this. Let's get into this a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, let's get into it. We all know your background somewhat. You come from a legacy family. You're you're not you're a second generation comic guy. You're not you're not a first generation like a lot of the amateurs over here. You're a second generation. Your dad was in the business. You guys came from Buffalo, right? You went over to Seattle. Am I am I getting it right so far? You, you've that's done true. your research. That's that's a lot. That's good. A little very bit. accurate,
1: astute. A little bit.
0: I know a thing or two about a thing or two. But that, that's basically. I like the fact you're from Buffalo because I'm a New Yorker. So I, I you're I, a New I, Yorker. Yeah, of course. What I, part I, of New Yorker I, from. Uh, I'm I'm part of uh, I live in Astoria right now. So oh my goodness, I, I grew up in the city.
1: You know, you know, a um, uh, uh, nerdies from Buffalo, yeah, which is where I'm from as well. Where yep. there's a lot of New Yorkers, you know,
0: a lot of a lot of us East not Coasters me. enjoy comics. Not Ryan though. No, not not Ryan, not Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, you, you sabotaged me. You just jumped into this stream. You, you know, the, you're not going to get paid. Any, I'm not giving you paid. I'm not, I'm not going to pay you an extra. That's it. Everybody knows I paid normal, to get on here. So we're not going to pay you an extra. So that's fair. too bad. You get free publicity. I'll, okay. will take, yeah, okay. take the
1: free publicity. Yeah, no idea you're going to be on the show. A lot of hand stuff. I'm I made you do it. it. I said, damn it, Ryan. I need you here. But yes, I am. Um. Uh. I like how you put that legacy.
0: Oh, like, you I'm are you. You are a you are a legacy exactly. guy.
1: I'm the perianthus, Jake. Is that what he said? That's, That's pretty it. funny. Yeah, no, I. It's very true. It's strange because when I think about it, it's just. It, it's it's not as special as I as I know it is because most people don't have as much connection to this industry as I was born into and comics are just always around and in, in my face and in my hands and you know being read to me and being at comic stores and. And hunting and bagging and boarding. And, but then also everything that surrounds uh, geekdom from Magic the Gathering, d d
2: The big uh, Star Trek cutout that was in your guys' living room or kitchen or whatever it was?
1: Yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart. You know, Captain Picard. You know? Um, posters of... You know, just everything. The enterprise. Your
2: dad had the beads, the hippie beads, didn't he?
1: Oh, you know he did. He was always burning champa. Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, and to this day, he'll he'll be he'll be lighting champa off in, in their house, and it's like dad, it's like smoke. Like I like incense, but you can only burn so much incense because like it'll stain your walls, like a college dorm room in here. Exactly. So so I grew up um, with a dad who was like a total hippie, you know, um, and his friends were in this band, and you know I just thought of this because you brought it up. Um, I happen to have this on the set, but it's so like in the distance. You can't really see it. But this right here is, have you ever seen this? Like It's been on the well, set this whole time. Well, let's
0: make you big for a second so you can show off your thing. Because you know, unlike, unlike my other guests to show their faces, now we got only your hands. So now we got to show you off a little okay. bit.
1: So this right here is an album called um, Less Than Art. Like less than, like a less than, greater than, art. And um, there's three gentlemen right. on this uh, album cover, and it's called Ukla the Mock. And my dad was in this band. He was the drummer. And I'll read some of the names of the songs on here. And if anyone's interested, you can check them out on Spotify. Um, But uh, number one, which is literally called number one, is about number one on the Enterprise. It's about how there's no bathroom you ever see in Star Trek. And what you find out is that there actually is no bathroom on the Enterprise, and you have to hold it. And that's why everyone gets, like, super long beards, and and they they, they grow their hair out, and it's like they're about to burst. Like, it's a funny... Joke about bathrooms on the Enterprise. It taught me things like the NCC one seven zero one D, the name of the Enterprise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The second um, title track is Arthur Curry, which is Aquaman. So, like, that's a whole song about um, why Aquaman um, is 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 awesome um, before Aquaman was awesome. So, I grew up with this, like, you know, as an eight year old kid defending Aquaman, and and that's not something that people typically experience,
0: you, Break you know. This um, there's a you don't strong- necessarily have a lot of Aquaman uh, advocates out there. Exactly.
1: Well, I mean, now you do. You know, Jason Momoa killing it. A few more people. Before you,
2: you see the meme. He's like Aquaman is my favorite. Like that's correct.
1: That was never happening when I was eight. But like, you know what? I was, I was uh, around family who were just like they were geeks. You know, and, and it was cool. We we watched. Uh, you know, we had this uh, day every week. It was Thursday. It was called Sea Flash. It was Chinese food and uh, superheroes. You know, you know, it's that's what I did growing up. Um, well, I'm
2: learning about you right now.
1: Right. So so it's like comic books were always a thing. And I started uh, helping my dad when I was a teenager because my mom had lost her job and he had purchased a really, really big collection it was an entire store. And he was going to, like, try to grow it as like a side hustle and, you know, just be a, not just be, but like be a stay at home dad um, and do all the work of like raising everybody and you know, all my sisters, et cetera. And then it turned into, oh snap, mom's gotta like go and hustle to find a new job because she's like a CAO, CEO level type of executive, and you don't always like find a job really quick when you're at that level, and she didn't. Um, and my dad had to pay the bills. So what we did is it turned into it's a side hustle too. We need to pay the mortgage. Like thirteen years old, thirteen year old Tom waking up at five in the morning to pack up lawn boxes in the back of our suburban to drive to a nearby mall to make a grand that day. Cause we had to do it. And that's what comics became to me is like, yo, this is awesome. If you respect it, it can take care of you. It's not easy. It hurts your fingers when you get paper cuts and you lug lawn boxes every day. And I was scrawny growing up, but it, it gave me a lot of respect, but it also like um, introduced me to the entire industry. That's now, um, Really opened up their arms to our channel and the and, and, and what we've started here. A lot of the individuals who are on the show, a lot of the people within our network and our crew are all from those years of me slinging dollar bin books with my dad at Quest Field, you know, before it was Emerald City Comic Con.
0: Well, let's be honest. The reason he got you involved was because you're cheap labor. Damn right. I think that that, that that's number one. I came from a family business. Kids are cheap labor the closest thing you could get to like free as possible. So it worked out well because you got an education being that cheap labor and you became who you are today, by the way, I believe I'm correct on this geek street started from your dad, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. If you uh, go to half price books up here in the PNW, as far as like Oregon, you can find back issues with bags on them that have a sticker in the top right corner and it will literally say geek street comics and that's the uh, labels that my mom made back in 2000 and i don't know must have been 2006 2005 um, when we had these comics and we were trying to like brand something for my dad and those comics are out here cuz every comic had that whether it was a dollar or 3 dollars there's geek street stickers on these so every once in a while i'll get a collection or i'll go to like a buddy's shop and they'll be like look what i got in a collection and it'll be a book that my dad and i brought up he drove it in a semi from new york all the way to california and then from california from california to washington and uh we sold them to pay the rent and we'll we'll find them every once in a while
0: well it must be quite a trek and quite a journey as far as uh going through that whole process and I think the the fact that you're still a young guy you're like what in your little early thirties right now right true, you know you probably have uh, the same experience that some of these 30, 40 year v- veterans have just because of the fact that you were able to absorb so much from your dad uh so that that's a that's an exciting thing that the the, the you've you gotten to this point so far and you're and you're still this young I can't uh imagine what's gonna come in the future. By the way, I want to point out that little, little red guy that you have there in the front. You're a little Hellboy. You know, yeah. everybody that doesn't know uh, Comic Tom has a little bit of an obsession with uh, Hellboy. I don't know why you have this exp- uh, uh, obsession. Uh, Manolia, Manolia, uh, uh obsession. But hey, we all got our freaky characters that we like. I'm a Lobo guy. so
1: You're a Lobo guy? Okay, Ryan. Uh-oh. Have it. Convince Ryan. Because Ryan needs convincing. Uh, um, I'm good. How do you not exactly. like
0: global?
2: I, uh, I read enough. I How read do you like not
0: sleep? like Lobo? Hey, explain to me, Mr. Fire guy. Eh. Well, what, what do you like? What, what do you like? Your, your weird indie like stuff. Tell, tell, me, tell me about your weird indie stuff. You, you, you don't like global? I like this little guy.
1: Ryan's main complaint about comic books is that there's just not enough nudity in them.
0: I need
2: more nudity. That's yep. correct.
1: He's like, you know what? I like this. But swamp thing, come, come on. on.
2: Where what's going on? What's his genitalia like? <laughs> it's the real question. That's Hard the real qu- no, nobody's answered it. You it's, know, uh, James Gunn is.
0: is. Oh, All right. Alan you Alan gotta come a a on there, me at one of the events
2: of Dr. Manhattan's yeah. business, right? But, true. But where's DC's
1: already answering the important questions about Bruce things Wayne? like that? And this is the kind of stuff that I'm having to constantly protect the comic fam from because Ryan does help with the show tremendously.
2: But, but every time I get on camera, eventually, gotta, yep. just everything reminds
1: him of just inappropriate things/slash things that are phallic shaped. if I could just be blunt.
0: Oh, we gotta have Ryan on the insomniac one of these I nights. So. I when don't it's an it. open platform from that kind of conversation, we definitely have to have him on the during those times. And Ryan's
1: disgusting is what I'm trying to say. That's
0: fair. Yeah, that, that's exactly why I say during the insomniac, because that's where, where what happens during those shows, it gets a little nah disgusting let's say it's just all of that but um that being said that being said you've taken your your you know your hobby to a different different level different thing I'm gonna say something as far as how I discovered you and I'm sure many other people have discovered that about two three years ago four years ago I started to get back into the hobby a little bit after a hiatus about 15 20 years because you know life, uh got married priorities etc got myself back into the to the hobby so i start tuning into all youtube channels and i see this this young guy that's all bombastic and flailing his arms all over the place and telling everybody how much he loves this comic and the top 10 and the top five and the bottom five and the up and then bottoms and all these kind of things that you're you're i've never seen anybody so enthusiastic about the stuff that you were talking about, and you literally talk about a lot of the same crap that a lot of other people do, but you just made it a lot more bombastic. And they pulled me in; it pulled me in; it got me; it got me interested. I'm like, "Why is this guy so damn excited about this stuff? What, 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 what's going on? Did you do a list?" And you would tell us the list that you're coming from. I'm like, "It's a list. Why is it so exciting? This guy's making it exciting. What what got you to, to start this whole YouTube journey and?" and start making these videos and, and be so excited about i mean I, I i can tell it's an internal thing but what, what got you into the youtube uh world what made Honestly, you decide to make that move
1: i i'm really really I'm appreciate it i, I really appreciate that you're answering this question ryan uh, i've been wanting to ask you this for the longest time
2: ask me how
0: you, like, you
1: were able to make this channel so bombastic as he said I'm so very, eloquently i'm very excited i want to know how do you find that in you? To he, met, so... he was
2: asking about me and how energetic and, exactly. and loud I am.
1: And I'm just trying to keep up with you. Right. So like, um, please, ex- I was going to tell it out the
2: fine people about uh, back 10 years ago when you and I worked at the bank before there was ever any sort of Instagram, any sort of YouTube presence of yourself. You uh, would get packages shipped to our where we worked <laughs> at the bank at Wells Fargo. <laughs> like the, the UPS people would come by with a big box and say, oh, this is for Tom. And you'd run up to the teller line where I was amongst like five or six other other people doing their jobs. And you'd be like, right, right, come over to my desk. Get over here. He had that same kind of like Tom energy that you're talking about. <laughs> and he'd pull me out from my job and say, yo, come on, look what I just got, look what I got. And he'd open this box and it was a big statue of like Giant Man, I think is what it was. You had a big, yeah. it was big because it was. That was the Hank big pin. one. Yeah. And we had our own little miniature unboxing there at like the manager's desk over at the bank where he worked. And I'm like, that's cool. I got stuff to do though. I'm gonna get in trouble if you don't let me go back to you know my desk where I'm supposed to work. But he just even back then there was that level of excitement for just comics. Not not necessarily because of lists or spec or any of that stuff. It was all look at this cool Hank Pimp statue I got that I didn't ship to my house for some reason.
1: Well, the reason why I shipped them straight to the bank at the time was because I was running things and I could. It was easier. Also, you know, it's you know how most individuals can't ship their comics and their statues to their workplace. They have to ship them to their home or their pe- or the post office box and they have to wait for it, you know? And then they have to go get it and and, and sometimes it's just waiting at home. So you 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 go home and it's like you're the thing you're waiting for it when you get home. I was in the unique position to go I never have to wait to go home. I can have everything shipped here and now it's like I get to open up my comics on the clock at my desk.
2: Full view of the entire branch
1: full because i didn't care yeah. yo because here's the thing
2: I'd get nervous and hiding it All
1: I was open this in my car but that's after the work. thing though I was the boss, I'm a fucking boss. i was the <laughs> I was the I was the boss and I could do God. what i want and I swear and I I had um I had a comic shipped there but okay but the to answer the question like why it was then and why it's to this day now sincerely there are few things as cool and enjoyable in life as comics It's just I believe it in my soul, my core, like it's something really special about old paper, variants, ongoing issues, um, oversized books. Um, Once you really fall in into the enjoyment of the collectible and um, the the physical form of enjoying comics, there's like a, a, a low key excitement about page quality. And the people who understood that know, and I don't need to elaborate. When you're legitimately excited about a white pager, you understand it. It's all amazing. And it's like growing up, this was the highlight. It was about getting those books. It was about um, about like being a teenager and, and riffing on like civil war, you know, and, and, and the reveal of Peter Parker the world unmasked like and i can go get that and at the time it was like five bucks i'm gonna go buy that from john for five bucks he's got some oh who else has got that and now now you have a reason to be at the con and go talk to the dealers and to meet the homies and to dish about comics like you know one of the, like the coolest parts about um knowing a lot of lcs owners is that there is something in common with all of them is that um regardless of how sometimes m- like hardcore of a businessman or a woman, they may be, you know, like, you know, like they, they're really on their, their grind and they're, they're focused and they're very diligent. It's a tough business. They'll all just dish for 45 minutes about a Whitman.
0: Speaking of LCS, LCS owners, one know. of the videos that pulled me in very much in the early stages was you talking about Gus from silver age over here in New York, you know, Gussie. Oh yeah. He's my childhood. yeah uh,
1: Yes. Dude, I freaking love that man.
0: So you going into his whole origin story of how he started his business and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I I was like, look at this guy. He he he's over in Seattle. He knows Gus. He knows all this guy. He and knows Gus. that guy. Turn around
1: man, yo, if you know Gussie, you're, we're friends, yo. Because like Gussie, he's a uh, he's like OG comic book man. You know, like. Oh yes. I I, I helped him at a show once, like because like I know all these all these peeps. So like if they gotta go to the bathroom or something, I'm watching their booth. Oh, someone comes up and they wanna see a comic book and it's a thousand dollars. I know how to handle that. Like so so I'm I'm there to help, you know, that's how it's always been. And um it's a privilege being around people who've um experienced so much. And he's someone who can tell you stories about when Turok One dropped. Selling Turok Ones on the effing street. Like it's a newspaper, like let that sink in. He's at shows every month and you can go buy comics from that dude. And I look at someone like him and, and thought back then, that's like one of the coolest people I know. And I I would love it if that dude liked listening to a podcast that I was part of. And that was like low key. Some of the major inspirations of the show back in the day, when I like would daydream about doing stuff, I'd be like, I talked to Gussie. I talked to, 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 guru or, or Russ, you know, my dad, John Hill, um, you know.
0: Speaking All of people, guru, you got to get a hold of Jeff and tell him to stop being a diva and return my my, my, uh, my DMs. He's a the diva. Is, is a, he's impossible to freaking get a hold of. I thought it's Tom was impossible possible to get a hold of. Apparently Jeff's worse.
1: Jeff is worse.
0: Wow. I All can't right. even get a hold of Jeff. I haven't talked yeah, to Jeff you, Mr. Is. Gold Age guru, guru, man. Return my DM, damn you. Tell me, get lost at least. I'm going to call him. We should
1: i can call him right now if you want
0: so why why don't you return my freaking dms like what the hell's no, wrong with you no, you know uh, he, he he, he realizes my calls. family and stuff no, you well. know jeff is
1: an interesting fellow because he um he's like got a farm to take care of basically and when i say farm i mean like donkeys and stuff and horses and he's also a family man and somehow within all of this he's the golden age guru so he's, t- he's tough to get a hold of, but keep keep on on oh on God. trying. And make sure to let him know
0: that you know. Block that guy. Yeah, he is Mister Impossible. He is the hardest person. People think that you might be hard. You're not hard. You you actually very welcoming to DMs. Maybe you will take a while to get back, but you you actually answer everything and that kind of thing. Freaking Jeff, he ignores the shit out of you. So I'm gonna get you guru well sooner or later we're gonna i'm gonna get you on the show one way or another i'll I'll get a hold of you but that being said that being said i know that you you have that enthusiasm but what triggered you what actually triggered you and and made you make that switch from being just really really excited about the hobby about possibly you know being investing in the hobby Mm etc etc to actually starting you know YouTube uh, stuff. Uh, oh. to do do Instagram stuff. Is, is it that you wanted to be YouTube famous, or is it something that, you know, like you just felt like you needed a mega, uh, you know, just to scream off the rooftops and talk about your stuff? What was it?
1: Do you remember what I told you, Ryan, when we first started about um, subscribers and such? No, lay it on me. You don't, you really don't remember
0: I about don't about like amount of individuals
1: and, and what we were like like what the goals were like early on. Cause like I remember having a meeting with you um, early on when you decided you would be like down to do videos of me and we were like trying to figure some stuff out. And I had mentioned like, you know, I just want to serve the small community who cares about comic books and it may be like a thousand people. That's fine.
2: I have no recollection of that. You don't remember case. any of that? No, of course not. So of course, From Ryan Ryan forgets. Ago,
1: this is this guy. I forget I
2: a boring, useless conversation. But
1: basically, um, the main thing was that I was, um, you know, you're, you're talking like like why I go full time, comics, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So basically, I was always in. I was always doing comic stuff. I was like like as a hobby in order to, I, I mean, I, I, I guess it's like the 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 gem Mint saying, and I'm I'm sure someone else said it as well. Like let the fun let the hobby fund itself. That's how it's been. I had like one of the biggest Mignola collections in my early 20s, um, which I sold for well, actually this table was purchased by some like original Mignola art. Um, but what ended up happening was like I was always part of like the comic community and selling comics. I've like had an eBay store for, you know, since when my since I was helping my dad run it, you know, so I would just the hobby fund itself. But I worked at the bank and I was like one of the youngest managers at the bank. And I'm at Wells Fargo, at one point, I was like published, you know, like one of the youngest at that time. Um, and after a, I don't know, I was doing that for like six or seven years. I just realized how unhappy I was working in finance, and I wanted to kind of step away from it and do something else. And I realized, well, I can take like a job working like maybe thirty hours a week, and it's going to be a pretty big hit. But what if I just put an extra twenty hours into comics? Maybe that can supplement. And it won't I won't have like as big of a hit and I remember going over my budget going, I'll literally cut anything. I'll live in a like like I'll live in a spare room if I could do comics even a little bit more than what I'm doing now. like I don't need a house, a fancy car or any of that stuff like I didn't care about that kind of stuff um, I I legitimately thought about like how much I wanted to buy comics and stuff. so um, there was a point where the company I was working with, after a couple of years was bought out by Amazon as they do. And 250 plus individuals were laid off, including myself. And at that point I had cut my life down so much to be able to kind of do like, you know, corporate work half the time and then comics half the time. And then I realized I'm going to have to go back and like go all in on finance or what else can I cut? Maybe I just, I just be a comic dealer maybe maybe i can do that maybe i can do something in that field but i didn't know what what that would be all i knew is i got to start doing something today so i just started doing something i just started a youtube channel i started making videos i started talking about comics with my friends and i was um living off of savings for 7 months and then over time in that 7 months i just was like very open with the community i'm like yo this is what i do and if you want to support me i don't Want to do a Patreon. I don't want to do membership. Um, I didn't want to do anything um, that required someone to gift funds. So my thinking was, I'll just do what I do, I'll send them comics. It was really easy to start that process in the beginning. Um
0: the mystery box, you know. Yeah, we actually
1: had 25 members of the mystery mail call before I even posted a single video on YouTube. So, like we actually had individuals who were like just people I was serving because when you're a dealer and you don't have like the reach there's like a lot of dealers that don't do stuff on instagram or, or online at all there's actually a lot of um o- og dealers that are like they still rock overstreet you know um which is nothing wrong with that um
0: yeah unless you're undervaluing yourself uh consistently by using it but hey
1: uh but yeah but I mean like the peeps who use like overstreet are more like like the golden age specialist like it's more of a guide not so much like it's kind of a range type of thing more than like you know, they, they know where to find out the recent nine, eight GPA sales. Right.
0: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say this much Overstreet is much, uh, it, it's a better vehicle than actually just gauging your last eBay sale, you know? So, because they you got those dealers as well, that they, they just take the, take a look at the, the highest eBay sale. And basically that start there as the new landmark. Right. So, you know, but yeah. it, it's interesting. It's interesting the way you, you started off and the, the with the meal, uh, mystery boxes, you said you had 25 boxes. Prior to even starting the channel, so the channel was actually a a uh, catalyst and a, a way to actually uh, propel your business.
1: Correct? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's uh you know, it's a pretty simple model. And I give- will
0: give you credit. I will I'll give you a lot of credit. I don't give a lot of credit, but, but I'll give you a lot of credit on this. You have uh, never been shy of basically telling everybody that you're a dealer. You do this for a living. Uh, part of you, part of what you you do, as far as the meal uh, call and and the selling of comics on whatnot and that kind of thing, is in, in order to put food on your table. Uh, and uh a lot of times people get that uh, message mixed up sure. because you have a lot of people that are are doing the you know realistically. I mean, you have a large channel, but in the big scope of all, some of these other comic book channels, it's minuscule. You, know, you look at the, the, the Comic Explains and the two million three million subs, those kind of things. They're, they're, they're big. You're, 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 you're relatively conservative compared to a lot of these other channels. And you've always used your uh, 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 notoriety to be able to kind of tell everybody, this is what I do for a living. You're not promoting anything. You're not pushing anything because that's one of the things I've gotten from the community. Uh, it's a little polarizing sometimes. They they basically, uh, a lot of times, think that when you're doing your top 10 lists that mm-hmm. you're actually telling people to go out and buy the books. You're not really doing that. You're just telling them what is basically on key collector or, or cover price or whatever it is that you're using at that given time as far as uh, the top 10. Correct? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, when we
1: cover books, um, you know, we kind of like analyze the spec that's happening it's probably the best way to put it um it's something that's already happening the sales are reflected over the last week um the books that are trending are indeed trending and our job on the mic is to um, do our best to describe why and to try to understand um why the market is moving the way it is because sometimes it's very interesting
2: can I give an example?
1: Um, Sure. You know, I think this whole, why don't we stay on Lobo? It's because like, we're just chatting about Lobo. I think the, it's a, it's a fantastic example of a comic book that Holy smokes. Was it
2: not? It wasn't on the hot 10. It was not on the hot Oh 10. my gosh. I just realized that. Oh, too. okay. So,
1: this was the so, first week so we, 13 weeks. so we record um, a video every single week, which I meant your boy, Jim mint. And it's the hottest comic books in the world uh, of the world list. And, and, and we, you know, it's multiple, grade points that have to be seeing above average level of sales when you compare it over the last 12 months um of course if there's record breakers that that also gets um added to that to to make it way more and um, omega men 3 is a grand, is a fantastic example about how the market sometimes is confusing and if in even on like um on a on, on the surface it may be difficult to understand and then even more dif- difficult to decide if you should spend $450 on something. Um, so Omega men three spiked because of James Gunn spec, because of a tweet he did. People thought he was talking about Lobo. But but there's no confirmation of that. Then Jason Momoa got really excited, which also thought people made people think, oh, it, it has to be Lobo now because look at these interviews that happened. Um, years ago where he talked about reading comic books and he mentions Lobo because it's one of his favorites um so then the book spiked even more but then James Gunn did another announcement and there was a full slate and Lobo nowhere to be found so um but the book is still selling and it's still hot so why so so many points in that that someone would you know Ask the question and we covered that week over week over week to the point where the book didn't actually make it on the hot 10 this week. And Ryan and I just realized I just that in the moment. Like, and and that moment of, oh wow, what's going on? That's what we live for. We're trying to figure that out every single week. We're trying to go, wait, what is going on right now? And what we found was well, CGC, they'd be great in like. Crazy fast, we knew that they hired a lot of people. We did not know how fast they would get turnaround times. And if you look at the numbers and look at the announcements and and look at how the spec has moved, the numbers were reflecting not just the spec movement, but it was also reflecting the fact that people were getting 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 copies of this book graded in less than a month.
2: Week over week, over week. yeah. Boom,
1: we were watching. We keep track of the census count. Look at this six more, eight more, 10 more. And then also we see an increase of copies sold. People got them and sold them, got them and sold. So we're here to assess, but also to, you know, do our best when we feel confident to provide a word of caution, you know, this is what we're, you know, use this in your assessment before you decide.
2: Don't overpay.
1: Don't overpay if we can, you know, if you can avoid it. But also, but also I'm over here going, what did I title one of the last numbers when we talked about Last of Us? I think I put, I try to put like a little, uh, like a theme to like, you know, cause we're riffing on the mic. This is improv we're going on there we, we have a script we want to hit certain notes but it's like this is kind of the theme to this number i screwed up that's what i put in the before it so like there's times where we'll get to a number and i'm going i screwed up comic fam like i could have bought this and i didn't and i'm regretting it and i'll be i'll say it on camera that's just me being real i'm not this is it's impossible to predict how last do you of predict us last of gone us. up
2: like $400 since we did not buy it a few weeks ago, for example. So everyone makes mistakes.
1: And, like and, and that's kind of like, I think the real value to what we're doing um, as, as far as like when we're dealing with trending or hot books, it's to, to dive in to the analysis that otherwise it's just a hypothesis, you know, like we can, we can get as close as we can,
0: but you
1: know, could you predict that Booster Gold would would be one of the hottest books right now going into 2023? Well,
0: here's a question. Do you think that's going to sustain? Who has a better chance to sustain, Booster Gold or Lobo uh, Omega-3? No. Which good is a good question. question.
1: It's a good question. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, were yeah. underwhelmed, not impressed, and also um, very pessimistic about Peacemaker. And I think that's probably... Top three best superhero shows ever made.
2: You say you didn't like it?
1: Oh, when 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 we heard about um, the Key Collector announcement. Remember, we got inside sources from Key Collector that Peacemaker was going to be not just James Gunn-led, but it's going to be um, John Cena, and it's going to be original Peacemaker.
2: Sure. The People helmet.
1: crapped on it. They were like, wait a minute, what? This is going to be silly. Then they saw the costume, and then they're like, okay. Is it going to be so silly it's good? And then, yo, Suicide Squad, yeah. I still have a Look at this. So you,
0: you're showing me up with your arms already. They're, they're saying that you're doing the arm thing better. They, they are not doing the better thing with the arms things. I'm just – all right. All right. All right. I don't So anyways, me. I mean, like,
1: sustainability on some books, like, yo, that's, like, what it's about. It, it, who knows?
0: That's part of the question.
2: Like, tune in next week to see whether I wanna, or not Booster we is going to be at the top again.
1: We're going to be here to tell you what happens, you know? that's That's – will it Uh, this is the info we know and we're analyzing what the community is doing at large because the community is going to do what it does you know the market's going to move and I think that will reveal at least um, you know what they're thinking when they're when they're they're parking their dollars
0: and I think it's a really fun dynamic that you have on that weekly show with uh, Jim Mint as well Uh, you guys uh, kind of uh, balance each other very well as far as uh, uh, doing the show together uh, you have your own, uh, even though you're agreeable most of the time, you have your own little twist on how you feel about the the books, which is a nice, uh, nice, uh, comparison. Uh, a, a big shout out to Jim Mint, by the way, for losing freaking more weight than anybody I've seen in the freaking uh, community. He should talk more about that on his channel as far as, uh, um, mm, how great that is because uh, I I they they, they, they they gave me an example to, to try to lose weight but I'm not going to get uh um distracted but uh what made you actually collaborate with Gemma what was the what was the reason other than you both had larger channels and uh, decided to get together I mean it, it, did you have a friendship prior or was it all through you, YouTube connections
1: Oh geez I mean like Jem's like one of my best friends so we've always been. Like as soon as I mean, I was a fan of Jem Mint before I knew Jen Mint. You know, I, I showed his channel, um, variant comics, uh, Comic Storyan, Comics Explained, uh, Comic Drake, Comic Tropes, Comic Tropes, who's also a Washingtonian Shout dude's out. freaking dope and smart as hell, and everyone should watch him. Um, all these peeps, like I was fans of them, and I showed these channels to um to Russ and to Ryan, who were the first two people on the show. And then when Guru joined in within a year, I, I told them, like, yo, you got to watch all these people. I want you to see um, the high-level production and effort that's going into these productions because I want to do something that's a little different, but they're, they figured out a way to do it. And each of them bring different value, but they're serving largely the same community. And we have a community within all of that in comics. So um, Variant Comics, Eris Quinones is also one of my best friends. Jen Mint, same thing. It just kind of happened because we would do content I met them via interviews slash, you know, in person at one point. And then, you know, we 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 live a very similar life in that we're making content. We're serving a lot of the same community members. And uh,
2: you guys both got lots of tattoos.
1: We do. We do bond over our tattoos. We talk about which tattoos we're going to get. We talk each other out of getting tattoos. Ask them about Charlie Brown. I don't know. Just just ask him. Um Okay.
2: <laughs> That's weird. i'm just
1: totally i'm just totally kidding do not ask out i just made that up and he's gonna everyone's <laughs> gonna be like charlie what? brown what the Tom's hell charlie brown. but no um you know he he had me on his show once and i was just so excited i was so nervous did a show It was fun and then after that you know did a couple of videos together it was fun and uh you know what happened is the hot 10 came out like i got a call from nick colonies and he's like he's a, the owner and um creator of key, a key collector comics and he's like yo dude I got this freaking list y'all, that I'm putting together, and I think it's going to be good. I think they're going to really like it. It's the hot 10. And I'm like, I don't get it. We already do the hot 10. He's like, no, 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 we're doing the trending 10. What about the hot 10? Like the tippy top. And I'm like, oh, every week just got one more video, like more busy. Like every week just got like a whole 13 hour edit. Let's go. Like, this is exciting. You know, we have the hot, the hot 10. Yeah, let's, let's die. And it was, it was, you know, we figured it out. We've been doing it every week for years now, which is crazy. But it started in like during pandemic because uh, we started seeing so many record breaking sales and it was changing. And we didn't know where the market was going. It was exciting, but we're all at home. And we got tired of like trying to decide what goes on the trending list? Because we have the trending books. Some books are like one in fifties. They need to be talked about. But also there's like 15 record breaking sales right now. Like, what do we talk about those ones? So the hot 10 was, it was available. So I just hit Gem up and I'm like, yo, I think I have a very important video to make. And I think it'd be cool if you were in it with me, if you want. And he, he really liked it because it's, uh, the hot 10 is easier to like monitor and assess on a macro level, whereas the trending books, you got it like the like, gem reads a lot of books. He probably reads more comics weekly than I do. Cause he's, he does so many videos of like reviews, et cetera, at least he, you know, in the past. Um, but the trending books, like we're, it's such a dedication to keep up with like what happens on a day-to-day basis. And like, you know what I mean? Like new comics, et cetera. Like the, the, the $5 book that's now 20, like that's so much of a different video than talk about Avengers eight. You know what I mean? Correct. Can you? I mean, you, you help with these videos. You, you talk, Ryan. I don't, you know Well, I
0: mean, well you guys mentioned before you you know thirty hour weeks, twenty hour weeks, that kind of thing. How many hours do you actually put into between the the editing, the video taking, the the research that you're doing, the actual time that you you're doing the selling, packaging, etc. etc. It doesn't sound like it's like a 20, 30 hour week. It sounds like it's a lot more hours than that.
2: I wish (laughs) it was a 20, 30. This this has been a full-time gig for me now since, what, last August? You got a new view
1: of what I do now, Ryan.
2: I used to just... You're on the
1: inside now.
2: I had a day job up until, uh, what, 2020? Yeah. And then I started working half with uh, with Russ over at Mill Geek Comics, half with Tom, sure. But then ever since late last year, I was yanked out of the comic book shop, and now I am full-time here with Tom Helping script, uh, do research for these uh, these two videos, helping put the mystery mail call together. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And now we're actually writing our own comic book on top of all of that. So, like, the workload is intense. And yeah, it is it is a process. And thankfully, we do have a, a pretty cool team of people helping out, you know, in various areas too. So
0: it's not just us, but
2: I used to, um, I grew it up, it
0: on... sounds like a 60, 70, 80 hour work week, the way it sounds like to me. I don't know. If oh they, my
1: gosh. Uh... I mean, if you add up, all the hours of all the people working oh i can tell you it's a lot more than that i try to keep
2: it as close to forty. i would love yo if if
1: ryan's not working 40 i need to talk to him what are you doing ryan uh... (laughs) you got extra time (laughs) what's going on i don't uh it's it's a lot more than that i mean like um to put in perspective um the youtube channel costs more money to produce the videos than what gets made on youtube I've never made money. Please,
0: please get into that because a lot of people actually talk about that stuff all the time. They don't realize that unless you got multi million, unless you got a serious channel, like as like as far as hundreds of thousands of people watching, you can't make a living that easily off of just the YouTube revenue. You know, the ads ads revenue is not really that fantastic. And a lot of people oftentimes uh, use that against the larger channels and say, "Well, you know, they're making a lot of money off of the channels." They're not. They're not. I've seen this actually um, up front from other That's aspects okay. of b- other businesses, real estate businesses, that kind of stuff. So I I, I could tell that there's not a lot of money being made from there. It, it, this is just a vehicle to be able to promote the, the other businesses that you have. Um, but, you know, if you were going to survive just off of the YouTube revenue, would you be able to live? Would you actually be able to rent an apartment off of it? Is, is that kind of revenue? No.
2: <laughs> I would have to get a job again, <laughs> like
1: day uh, one. I, 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 like the YouTube content costs more money than what it makes. So like, there's there's no like we we are supported by members who buy comics from us. If we don't have any of the of the foundation to be able to do those things, and we're just supported off YouTube, there's no videos. So the videos cost more to make than they bring in from YouTube. So so if anything. Um, I take pride in the fact that we don't make much money off YouTube because despite our size, we have a community that is able to do so much because the value we must bring. We've been doing this for five years and you don't have a consistent membership larger than probably any other business monthly doing uh, monthly comic book sales. That's, you know, as far as our, our mystery mail call, like consistently for five years that we've been serving um, by doing people wrong, you know, they continue to support because we're going all out. We're doing everything we can to provide the community as much value as we can. So um, and yeah, lot, would- a lot more, a lot more. Well, it costs a lot more to do it. I mean, like you can look up on you can Google um from Social Blade how much average YouTube channels may bring in. And um the reason why it's you, the, the, what makes that difficult to assess for larger channels is that most larger channels depend on sponsorships, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them, like, you know. Uh, what video game, what what membership, what, what um, you know, VPN, uh, what, what, what snack box, like whatever that is. Like Buy those are my all, headphones,
2: buy my VPN, buy like, my sharp Japanese knives. Like, that's like, all cool.
1: Like all dope. Do what you got to do to make money. But right. like, I've been able to avoid that from the beginning the entire time. So when you look up and see that the channel probably brings under $2,000 a month before taxes and before YouTube fees, I can say that that's more accurate than most because I got one sponsor. They've been a they've been a sponsor of the show um monthly on contract for one month, and that's whatnot. They were month to month last year. And that was the first sponsor we ever took up until then. So so I can say that the uh and hero <laughs>
0: restoration, right? You still have hero restoration no more?
1: Um on a pause with hero restoration, it was kind of like a month to month thing as well. Um they slowed down their services um because they've took on so much so it's kind of a tough thing working with uh pressing companies because they have a interesting workflow in that when people aren't grading as much they're not getting as much um restoration done and pressing done but then on the other end when people are doing a lot of stuff there's only so much they can take so there's kind of an ebb and flow with it but mike mike De chalice over at here restoration is amazing um got a great crew over there and we we do stuff on and on
0: Speaking of pressing, you were actually nominated uh, for one of the uh, pressing channels of the year, uh, pressing and restoration channels of the year. However, on a personal level, I don't think you're really categorized as a a pressing or restoration channel. You do that. You do speak of it, but you're more of a comic book entertainment and information and news channel. I consider you more of that type rather than an actual true restoration channel. Uh, But you did win. You did win the the top uh, spec channel over oh. 5,000 uh, views. And apparently Brian from LCS has been hunting you down, trying to get you your award. So, oh, so just oh. letting you know that. He did yeah, contact definitely. me earlier the <laughs> to make sure that I let you know that he wants to give you a little award that glows in the dark and you could display it and, you know, they say, look at me. And you could say you're the champion of the world. And, you know, they, they, they it's nice to get awards. It's nice to get awards. So every so often, sounds uh, nice. But uh, there was one question I actually want to address. I know that I'm gonna not really get into a lot of questions, but uh, for the hot ten, how is that actually? How are the percentage of sales increases uh, on the increases calculated? Um, like, just guess. It's,
1: mostly it's... just guessing. You know, like yeah. We have average, medium, and in range, and we just kind of like
2: we just make up numbers. Is that what you mean? Pulling out of nowhere.
1: I no wait wait What say. was the question is
2: like what is the uh where are the
0: numbers How are they combined? yeah in other words a lot of times they'll see the the uh, you'll see the percentage increases and- oh okay so
1: when we're talking about um percentage increases that's mostly trending because when we're talking about a comic book increasing in quantity sold um that's going to be week over week sales when we're talking about a hot book it's a different a different uh um, um assessment because you can have a hot book like New Mutants 98, where we only have three different grade points that we're talking about the changes, um, in, in, rather in the increases that we're discussing, and maybe a record-breaking sale. That could be four different sales we're actually talking about. Maybe there's more than one. Um, sometimes there's six, sometimes there's seven, but it only takes three. Because if you have three sales where it matches if or increases, that's huge because that puts it in a different ballpark than any other key that week as far as interest goes, which is why why also we see a lot of the same repeat offenders, you know, like a lot of the same books make the list. So when we're talking about the trending list, though. Oh, what's going on on eBay? This book sold five copies last week, and then this week it sold 45. Let well, you just do the increase, you know, 5 to 45. You can even Google it, percentage increase. Bam, you know?
0: I can't do that math. It's tough. And that seems like a just a, it seems like a task you have a researcher just doing that in itself.
1: Well, what's nice is that Key Collector Comics does all the work.
0: That's true. All Use that, code all, Tom
1: One Hundred One, baby.
2: Go check out Key Collector. <laughs> all that info is on there already.
1: Yeah, I mean, we one thing that we do is we go through and we actually help. Like, if there's any anything that we want to add to it, we find something out. You know, where Nick Colonies is another one of my really dear friends. Um, and uh, yeah, we know we we love dishing about comics and figuring out this marketplace together. So, um
0: now um, I know you made that
1: But as far as average sales on the Hot 10, which I think is the actual question, um a lot of the Hot 10 numbers you can find on GPA. Like mm-hmm. seldomly you're going to see a private sale. Um when you do, it's because it's been vetted um by key collector and I know that, that there's you know, he's not just like Pulling out random private sales, there's a lot of people who who um, provide him um, data. I'm sure, but um, when it's proven and there's you know resources used, you know sometimes we'll see private sales. Why so key collector comics is awesome, um, but it's just the percentage increase. You know you can see what the 12 month is versus the new sales, and then that right there tells you a percentage, and that's a what lot it's of statistics,
2: reported. a lot of charts, a lot of graphs. Ryan has a, a lot of graphing arrows, calculator in his pocket. Correct.
1: Breaking that out at all times. Type in eight oh oh eight. 100 times over, just now I know,
0: you're, I know you're a big advocate of a key collector. Now, there's a that's a very polarized type of uh app.
1: And no, it's people, not.
0: Oh, there it's it not. Is. it's uh, not.
1: This well, is gotcha well, journalism. Smash the plate. I'm pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding. Well, just kidding. let's just hit it right in the head. A lot of people say that it manipulates the market, other people use it as a tool as it's supposed to be um because that's all i look at it as a tool i'm not gonna buy stuff just because it says it's a, it's a trending whatever the case is I, I tend to tell people don't be a moron and do your own research and that kind of thing but what do you think do you think that in a, in some cases it does uh, manipulate the market do you feel that it, it does uh, uh affect people's uh decisions as far as uh getting uh deep into fomo uh or do you feel that it, it it's something that is better for people to, like, kind of, like, know what to, what they have in their hands. You know, because you might have that short box with a bunch of crap that nobody knows about. All of a sudden, you see it on the key collector, and then all of a sudden, you pull it out and say, I'm going to put this on eBay and actually make some money on it. Um, are, you, are you okay with, like, the, the fact that they've they, they, they revealed these uh, keys, and and then you have the two, three-week boost, and then all of a sudden, it drops down to earth? Um Is it better or worse? You've been here before the key collectors. You've been here before a lot of these apps. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel that they better the market overall? Or do you feel that it it, it kind of taints the market?
2: There's a lot of different uses for key collector, I think. I know me personally. I've started selling uh, more and more of my runs on our WhatNot channel a lot lately. And up until literally last weekend, I would just grab a set of books and go like, yeah, here's a a six-issue story arc of Spider-Man. I'll just put it in and see what it goes for. Uh, and then last week I started using key collector and being like, I wonder if there's anything actually that happened in this run that I forgot right. about. Cause it's been years since I read it. turns out it's, you know, the first appearance of so-and-so right. and if that's the kind of investment purchase somebody wants to make, it's useful information to put in the description. You know, like you said, it's useful to help you figure out if you actually have something worthwhile in a random short box full of stuff. I want to see more of your hands, please. Tom wants more hands. More okay. hands
0: please. Yeah, and A little more hands. Yeah. But uh, speaking of for uh, whatnot and first appearances, I did Mm -hmm. notice that you do have a giveaway that you're going to be doing on one on the 27th of ASF 300.
1: That is so nice of you to bring up.
0: Well, this is for the giveaway trolls out there. So go on to uh, Comic Tom's thing. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to buy
1: it. Is it right there? It's It's probably in this pile somewhere. No. You can probably find the book. I don't know where it is anymore. I think it's at the warehouse. Damn it. Now you're putting me on the spot and I have to give it away.
2: Right now.
0: We're oh, giving not. away
1: a uh, Marvel Spotlight 5 for
0: experience of Ghost Rider. Oh, um, what's the Spotlight 5? Sorry, I got confused with the ASM that you did recently as well, right? Um, the, wasn't there a recent that the ASM that you did? did.
1: Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing, um, here, I can't even show you. I'll, I'll spoil it. I'll spoil some giveaways coming. So we have a Marvel Spotlight 5 that we're giving away next week on Monday. On Monday. Yeah, less than a week now. Um, I'm trying to decide between these two books to give away um, next month, but. I'm trying to, you know, do new stuff, you know, sure. trying to trying to bring some people to the app and and hook it up, you know? So we got uh, How's the Secrets 92, first Swamp Thing, and Where by Night 32, First Appearance of Moon Night, which is, by the way, the very first copy. Like, I've owned How's the Secrets 92 before. No big deal. In and, and this grade, not so much, but I have owned this book before. I've also found this book on The Hunt in a quarter bin. Not kidding you. Like multiple copies of it. It was a pretty cool experience. Um, this right here. Never owned one before. This is the first one I ever owned. Maybe Sometimes that happens. You know, I've owned like multiple Hulk 181s, but whereof by Night 32. This has been a key that people for such a long time have been buying. Just buying up.
0: And I guess now's the time to buy it that it's at its lowest, right? Now ever after that. Like it's only got room to go up uh, after um you know, the 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 decline with the rest of the market right now. I think that's right. a great, great buy. That's my personal. I'm influencing everybody on buying that See? book. But uh but uh yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff that you've been doing on whatnot. And I find that a very exciting because you have a lot of these uh people that um go in the 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 shop, maybe they'll buy something from you 10, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, and all of a sudden you have an opportunity to buy. to to win one of these big grail books that they'd never uh, get in uh, in other conditions. It's a really, really good thing that you're giving back to the uh, community. And you don't even have to buy anything, right, in order to to win one of these giveaways?
1: No, it's got to be there. It's got to be there, download the app, click a button. You know, if they use the link through my, if they use the link, um, the code through my link, like, they just click the button and download the app. If you do purchase something, you get a $10 credit too, which is dope. You know, I'm just trying to you know, yeah. Whatnot's like a giant app, right? Like, very, very big. There's like over 120 categories on there. You know, it's it's closer to eBay than, you know.
2: I forget that there's non-comic LCS, sections you know? on what you can buy, like, shirts. I know, right? records and stuff on what it's, it's crazy. Not just a comic thing. Yeah. It's also,
1: like, it's so early in live selling on there that it's a really exciting time, you know? We're just watching... Thousands of people get together geeking out about sports cards, and I just can't wait for the day for thousands of people to geek out about a VF ASM 252. Like it's cool. Um, we're there right now, um, but it's not. It's not the same excitement that's in other uh, categories just yet because it's such a small community, and we're just now getting used to live selling. But you know, we're having such a a cool. Uh, it's such a cool ability to connect with the audience. We used to um, do Instagram live selling. And and we we immediately enjoyed it. Like we're like, oh wait a minute, we get the whole crew together. Sometimes it's just one or two of us. And out the vodka.
2: Yeah, you know, a drink a little, you know, little of, a, little, a little bit of, of vodka. Happening at We'd be at
1: Jeff's. He, he'd bring his, that with donkeys. Yeah, donkeys just coming in the living room and and chilling with us. You can check out those pics on Insta. Like he's got donkeys just walking in the house. We like,
2: got to incorporate donkeys into whatnot. That's, just more. Yeah, that's probably the the the, the,
1: the secret. The secret ingredient. here. But uh, you know, live selling. It's just uh. Really enjoyable because you know, like it's the same, you know what it is? It's the closest thing to going to an LCS. You know, go into your LCS, your 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 dealer. Yo, you got anything cool that came in? Oh, let me show you this. That's what Russ was to me before the show and everything. He was the dude who would shoot me a text like he was a damn drug dealer and be like, Yo, Tom, I got that new stuff, I got the new, new. And I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> What do you got? And he goes, I'm going to drive by tonight. That's me. And I'm shady like, parking lot like, yo, yo, where are you at? He's like, I'm 20 minutes away. I'm already on my way. And the dude is like, I'm expecting to bring one or two comics. He's like, oh, I brought the two comics. But I also brought this other short box. And then next thing you know, I'm spending money on comics. I didn't know I needed, but
0: I needed them. And it also streamlines the process for you as well. You know, you don't have to go chase down people to collect money from them if you're doing an Instagram sale or YouTube sale or something like that. Oh,
2: I was um, the no. guy doing that, by the way, behind we, we the went scenes. Through that. After these sales, I had to sit over at, at the Golden Age groovy's mm-hmm. house on the, on the computer all day, tracking down people, DMing them, getting their emails, getting their PayPal info, sending out invoices, and then that's all automatic on whatnot now.
1: Yeah, that's why it's like I, I don't just say that it's the best new place to buy and sell collectibles. Like I, I truly believe that this is the best thing to happen to the industry since eBay, it does say you know, it all the time, though. I, I do say it all the time, but all it's damn time. true. <laughs> and the fact that it's not understood what's happening as much, I just take the responsibility. I don't want to like lessen how true that is. It sincerely is an amazing thing to be able to connect with your, with, with with your peeps in the way that we're able to, we give away so much stuff to our community, but also, it it makes it so that we can actually get comics
0: made you know which is a very big big deal uh it gives you a, it gives us another publisher now that they've gone into publishing themselves as well what not and publishing yeah i think that i like i like competition we it covered maybe, that
1: we were there when well, that when that started it was a wild ride
0: yeah it's a, up. it's definitely a different uh, situation there right now and it is going through its growing pains No, just like every platform, it's going to have its problems going uh, forward. Just like eBay had tremendous problems when they first started uh, all their platforms. Uh, What's that?
1: You want to sound really funny? The uh, most watched video on the Comic Tom YouTube channel. You want to know what it's called?
2: Uh, Don't sell comics on eBay.
1: It literally is the- uh, Or is it a question? It was, it was like, it's like, don't sell, don't sell comics on eBay because it was a it's a little bit of a story time type of video, a little bit of a clickbait there because it's more of me talking about my journey with my dad on the mic, but it's the most watched cha- um, video on the channel. It's over 100,000 views. The first video did over 100K on our channel. And it speaks to what you just said, that there is this disdain for eBay, but you're not going to find someone who just says, eBay is bad bad bad. No, no. eBay is is it's 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 a huge part of comic collecting. Like we base almost all pricing around what happens on eBay.
0: But eBay not is even also or... not it's it's also not pro comic selling. The platform itself, the eBay Herb. themselves, they're not pro selling uh comics. They right. they don't really like selling comics uh, to be quite honest with you because I heard that um have you abandoned that platform altogether or uh, are you still using and utilizing? Oh,
1: not at all. I'm still, I'm still on there. I actually plan on getting some stuff listed on there soon. I kind of, ha- I took a step back um, from the website and eBay, but we're getting right back on it. Um, I just wanted to get whatnot situated, figure out and learn, you know, it's a completely different situation over there. And I wanted to make sure I gave it the attention that we needed, but now it's like, I kind of understand the direction we're going on there and, eBay's getting right back up, and Comic Town 101 has a bunch of dope comic books available.
0: So you feel that WhatNot right now is running on automatic for you? You basically have it uh, down pat? you pass oh. the whole page for yourself?
2: As long as he's got people behind the <laughs> oh, scenes my to load the books into the shows every week. Because <laughs> people named Ryan who do that behind Ryan the scenes work.
1: I'm like, Ryan, here's my a lot of it after the fact, too. Here's the comics I bought.
2: Right, make, make this a thing. I'm like,
1: grade these, list these, put these here. But like, bring them
2: to my house. <laughs> I need this here.
1: Drive them here. No, yeah. but, uh yeah, no. I mean, it's like a. This is like the 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 start of. It's like imagine like eBay year one. How how much could somebody be, um, you know, how how much could someone be affluent and like master, their eBay page year one of it being involved like with like, the the industry that we we're, we're in with like comics has only been on whatnot as a category for like a year and six months something like that. So it's in its infancy, you know, we, you just recently were able to increase the quantity of your listings, you know, every time
2: <laughs> I go in there to do work in the whatnot app, something's changed, something's up. It's like Facebook. You go yeah. in and, and they're like, Hey, everything's different now for no reason.
1: Yeah. Which is also why I think there's a lot of uh, disconnect with people's understanding of live selling because they associate live selling with whatnot, but it's not necessarily well, think, part, part- is- of live yeah. selling.
0: Uh, part of the disconnect is I, I believe that you have a lot of people that are a little disgruntled because of the fact that not all sellers are created equal. There's a lot of, you know, just like you have a lot of great sellers, just like <laughs> on eBay and other platforms. You have people that are reputable. They, they do the right job. They do the right thing. And then you have other ones that are basically not doing the right thing. And they're, they're you know, kind of screwing the public. Uh, So, for some reason, people love to yell about the, the people that they got screwed by, but they never talk about the good experience that they have, you know, so screwed. That's
2: not good. You got to have a certain vibe for doing live selling. I, I can't do it. i tried doing shows. You do a myself. really
1: good job, Ryan. I'm what good, are you talking like about? Like
2: right now, I'm good when I have someone to banter with. But if it's just me on camera by myself, it's boring. It's lame. You got to have the Tom level of energy and excitement. And-
1: what is this Tom level of energy?
2: It's a you should. You know- it. It's a thing.
0: First of all, you need need to teach a teacher class about flailing your arms around and like uh, you know, just getting the pictures of your voice in certain certain uh, places where they need to be, where you get people's attention. There's a there's there's a certain science to being Tom. Uh, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn from the from the top when are we going to go past the one-on-one by the way we're uh we, i think we're well beyond the introductory level are we going to be going to 102 or master's classes soon or, I go backwards or, i want to go back one-on-one forever
1: i know Kindergarten. I, I really think that um i've actually i probably made a mistake in the five years that we've been doing this and i probably have neglected to pay attention to the one-on-one I, I think that's probably something I regret doing, to be honest. And I want to get back to, I think this is a growing community and it's in desperate need of new individuals being part of it. Just constant streams of people being introduced to the medium. Um, if, if publishers can't bring people in,
2: if like freaking movies can't bring people in,
1: I, I, see what I'm saying? Like and who is, then who's doing that? And I think that there is like, there's just so much opportunity that I, it's, I, I get caught up in the stuff that's probably not even one-on-one. It's, it's probably too much GPA sometimes, you know, it's probably too much on that side. And I should be going back to the root of things and talking about the recent 25 cent bin I went through, but I, I don't always do that. You know, I, I end up sticking with the stuff cause it kind of escalates, you know, you get so deep into it. The next thing you know, is like, you know, I'm talking about the, 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 what's on my wall right now? Like, you know, with newsstands versus direct, you know, and nine, versus first nine, eight, like it's all stuff that interests me. But also I think it's naive to think that that's going to get somebody who's new in this hobby, excited about expensive paper and affordable new. paper.
2: I am not new and I don't care that much exactly about too. All that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to read. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's an uh, even, that's a even smaller segment. So it's, it's even harder, which is why I'm like, you know, I'm, I've actually never been closer to want to get back to the one-on-one stuff. I want to talk about and almost refresh,
0: you know. Well, you are kind of refreshing. You're hitting the one-on-one levels right now on your new venture. I mean, for anybody that doesn't know this, uh, you are going to grounds that you haven't gone before. You're 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 publishing your own comic. You're writing it. You're not drawing it, but you're writing. We're not, it. We're, not
1: we're not publishing it ourselves though. It is through Whatnot Publishing.
0: Oh, it will be through public, uh, Whatnot Publishing. Uh, oh, we're
1: going to be in Lunar and Diamond.
0: Oh, my. Correct. So tell us a little bit about that. that that's going to be exciting, uh, like a, a little bit jittery for you as far as your nerves are concerned. Uh, exciting. Uh, and a whole bunch of emotions going at the same time. I mean, this has to be something that you've been um, wanting to do for a long time as far as writing your own book, right?
2: It hasn't felt real at almost any part of this process. Like, I've been, myself, somebody who has wanted to be a, a writer for pretty much my entire life, but it's always been something like, oh, I'll, I'll tinker with a screenplay and leave it in a Google Doc or something on my computer and never do anything with it. It's just going to sit there forever, unread and unseen by everybody but me. But this is different. This is now like a collaborative thing Tom and I are, are writing ourselves and it is going to be illustrated by Ben Templesmith and it is going to be like Tom just said it's going to be in the previews guide people are going to be able to order this book just like any other book they order through their LCS. Uh and it's real it's happening and it's a little little terrifying.
0: So you are officially you're officially co-writers on this. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Co-writers we have Ben T on the art and uh uh, I believe co owner of Whatnot Publishing, um, at least of uh, Massive Publishing, which is the license holder of Whatnot Publishing. Um, Michael Calero, talented mofo.
0: He's Are editor. you going to have a gazillion uh, covers for this book?
1: Oh, a gazillion and two.
0: Oh, Jesus. You, you, uh, you ain't seen, you
1: thought Ninja Funk had a lot of variants. You ain't seen nothing yet. There's literally a hundred and a hundred and fifty store variants.
0: Oh, geez. Are Ryan gonna have, is like, going to be
1: drawing them, too.
0: Are you going to have... Uh, I'm kidding. There's not.
1: Actually, we have no... <laughs> honestly, I'm totally kidding, and I and I mean, no disrespect, because I freaking love everything JPG is doing, but um, uh, no, I mean, at this point, we're so early in the process, and, you know, there, you have the whole focus of making the thing, and then you have the launch, and making it a cool product, you know, and, and making cool variants, and trying to make it popular and successful you know like do people want what we're to doing get it? we're
2: doing here we're talking about it on the internet you know right yeah. now we're still in the in the scripting stage of this thing it's going to be a three well, so issue series issue one's
1: almost like issue one's done like issue one is done the, the art, art is, is being, almost done
2: it's almost done being drawn right now yeah and we're we're putting the final touches on issue two and then issue three and then and then you know then we got to start thinking about variants and whatever the hell else even comes after that i don't exactly even know.
1: like what do you do what's on covers what makes sense and um it, you know what what make yeah like what makes sense for us i don't know it's it's hard to think about that when we're so obsessed about the comic we want to make sure that the comic is dope we want to do this right we're working we'll a with a good horror comic yeah horror sci-fi you know
0: and well, when are we projecting for issue one to come out uh,
1: June, July, right around there. Hopefully in time for San Diego is what I'm hoping. It may be New York though, to be honest.
0: So you haven't gotten into the details of the quality of the book, variants or anything like that yet. You, you're just looking as far as the writing, the the artwork, uh, the layouts and everything like that. Uh, as far as whatnot quality of paper, I did pick up a couple of different variants that were from the, their uh, exclusive so far uh uh, I got that ninja funk uh, that uh, Bueller did. I did got the nerdy girl one as well. Um, the quality of the books are good mm-hmm. they, they're, they're they're good quality books um, I, I, are they gonna continue the same way? Are you gonna keep people using that same format? It's almost clo- it's, it's closer to to the image quality books that rather than the Marvel quality of the books which I like a lot. Uh, well,
2: marvel current paper quality is uh very depressing right now and yeah i agree i've I've been getting all of the whatnot books so far and i have not had any issues or complaints with like the actual physical quality of the product itself so yeah i didn't I hadn't even thought of that i hope we get good paper on our book i uh, yeah i mean I'm, whatever
1: after the ruckus that happened last year with like shortage of paper i am I, I look at that whole thing a little bit differently i used to be kind of a paper snob about it always like complaining about damages et cetera. but then when you don't have paper
2: yeah, DC though, DC comics, they never, DC and Image, they had never once had any like dip in paper quality the same way that like Marvel and uh, like for me, like Dynamite. I no, like I'm Dynamite sorry. Dynamite is super crinkly.
1: Well, I'm talking like when you have a paper deficit and you can't print paper because there's no paper that exists.
2: Yeah, but that didn't stop DC at all.
1: Or sure is. did. They, there was, I mean, look at Image. They they stopped second printings altogether because they couldn't oh, sure. keep up with But like with the printing. comics they did print were, were Oh, not, sure. Were okay, yes, I mean, and, like tissue paper. Yeah, I mean, Marvel. I did... De- I'm just saying there are some publishers who couldn't print at all. And my my standard for, for for printing is is definitely moved. But as far as like quality, I am betting we're gonna be keeping up with quality that we have paper though. Um sure. and I can tell you Michael Calero is just as obsessed with quality as I am. You know, we wanna make sure we have the the nicest looking glossy covers, you know.
0: Yeah, how supportive ones? is whatnot being being to you as far as this publication? Are you? Uh, uh have they like fully embraced it or something? You, you, uh, did they propose this to you or did you propose it to whatnot as far as putting this book together? for
1: with them. I mean, this was a uh, this was already in in the works. It's already processed. You know, I was like kind of figuring out what I was gonna do. I had chatted with Ben for over a year about it and. He was down to to make the comic with me, and we actually went to uh, Ryan and I to Baltimore to cover the launch of what not publishing that, or de- do you, excuse me denver Denver there Denver you. yeah Baltimore's way
2: later. I did not go to Baltimore
1: you did not go to that Baltimore it was Denver and uh we saw the excitement and we got to meet Michael Calero and we got to meet um uh, Kevin Rotatelli, and we you know got to like be around the meetings with with aka mr bolo Jack demeo and um they brought it up to us they're like hey we know that you guys are working on a a comic with with ben and we would like you to seriously consider chatting with us about that
2: and you know we got to look at the whatnot sampler that came out at that con and Mm -hmm. we talked about that had uh little bits of all four titles that are currently out right now we read little samples of ninja funk of quested alpha betas and the exiled and tom and i looked at each other and we're like this needs a horror they need a horror book this is missing the best genre in storytelling
0: so what was- do you what do you think of the book so far ninja funk uh, Alpha betas uh, as far as a uh, quality of read for yourself is it something that you would pick off off uh, a rack and Lcs and read it on a monthly basis or is it something that you've, that's not for you uh Ryan or Tom everyone's I'm- different.
2: Personally, in my, in my opinion, like I am about ready to drop Amazing Spider Man if I'm being 100% honest. So I, I, think, I think everybody uh,
0: in the mother's gonna drop Amazing Spider Man the, uh, right there, going, but
2: yeah, no, I have not been enjoying that for years, honestly. But I still get it because it's Amazing Spider Man. However, uh, for me, my personal two favorites out of the four nin- uh, Ninja Funk, the four whatnot books we've gotten so far, uh, I prefer uh, what Alpha, Betas, and I uh, actually really liked uh, The Exiled the first issue that just came out, but that's only one issue out so right. far. So still kind of waiting and seeing for me.
1: Yeah, same here. I, I really enjoy, I mean Beta's is this
2: really strong. Book. It's funnier than I thought it would be. It's
1: hilarious. Um, Ninja Funk, it's a bias, yeah. A
2: little too nineties for my it's face.
1: a bias. I have a I have such a bias with that book because here's the thing I couldn't even tell you. Like, I enjoy it so much because I'm reading it and I see a freaking Mark jeweler ad that's all based in the universe in the center of it. That
2: was clever. I did I, like that.
1: You, you, I, I'm reading it and I'm recognizing people I know's name as the characters in the book. People I know. And I, I can hear JPG through these characters and I'm listening to the music in Ninja Funk. So it's like comics can, it, it, the, 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 the goal of just like checking out and enjoying the book, you know, escaping reality, escapism. That's what it's about. And when you're listening to Wolfgang's song at the end. I'm I pretty, do like
2: that it has its own soundtrack. You know,
1: click play, isn't it? I book. think it's what it's called. I don't know. The and it's like, and you get to that ending page. You're like, damn, I just had a really good time reading this. So, I mean, I I also enjoy a lot of stuff people don't like, but I also in, um, enjoy stuff everyone likes. You know, Ryan, you typically don't like a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm typically the one finding the best and stuff. I'm a hater. That's and true. so, like, I Pessimates. I haven't not enjoyed anything that they've done. I think at one has been excellent, especially quested as well. Um, exiled. Excited to see where that's going as well. I think that's actually probably the most promising for option status. Just my two cents.
0: I haven't picked that one up yet. I'd like to take a look at it. I, I'm one of the rare breeds that don't like to criticize before I actually read the book. Uh, so I will t- take a look at it. Ninja funk wasn't so much my taste, but I'm actually looking forward to the horror, uh, what you're doing, because that's more my genre. So, here. so let's see what let's see how diabolical your brain is uh, when 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 we read what, what what's coming out of it. And uh, I want to see who who's a little more demented. Is it Ryan or is it Tom? As far as what you're putting into that book, um, you want to tell us just a little bit about what the summary or the storyline is going to be about?
1: Is that going to be me? I think you did it last time.
0: Yeah, I don't want to do it. That's why I
1: do it.
2: <laughs> I'm sick of saying it.
1: All right, so um, I'm so bad at it. All right, so the the tagline is this is like Lost meets Alien. You know, we're trying to focus in on a little bit of a mystery, but also, like, get some body horror alien stuff going on. You know, this is horror sci-fi. We're following a, um, a large community of individuals um, flying on a huge ship across the uh, universe to go to a new planet, and it's called Crashdown. You know, we're going to find out... What happens on the first couple days after they arrive?
2: Hopefully that was uh, sufficient.
1: Um, you can check out the, uh, we have a little bit of a trailer and basically, you know, what we're trying to do is write something that sticks with you, you know, something that I'm going
0: to add the link to the that trailer in the description below as well. I forgot to do that. So I'll add, add that in there as well cool
1: yeah it's uh we got ben Temple Smith. so you know a main part of this was i want to flex his art skills as much as possible he's one of my favorite artists of all time so this is this, i'm a kid good, in a candy store we can we, i can we can tell him a little bit of a page we wrote today
2: let's tell man i'm, I'm ready let's get into so it so like we one play. of
1: the there was a, a point where we we're like we kind of got into this like trying to figure out a scene and then we're like yeah we got to just kind of refresh ourselves how the scene can go Let's just pull out some like Ben Temple Smith stuff. So I just grabbed some random graphic novels. I don't even remember what I grabbed. Um, and one of the scenes was just like, it inspired us and went, oh, you know what we need to do is we need to just table what we're trying to communicate with words and just have him do it in Ben's way. Surrealism, love, lovecraft, inspired. And all of a sudden we're riffing, not in what the dialogue is going to be, but what we think the art could be. And what's going to end up happening is We're going to provide those ingredients to Ben, and he's going to come up with something that's better than anything we could ever thought
2: of. We basically wrote down two-page horror nightmare sequence, a character with like a a bunch of ideas, right? But also, Ben, please, Ben,
1: this right here is we're thinking hit this,
2: this, 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 and that. The rest is kind of make it, make it good, (laughs) make it (laughs) good. We don't draw.
1: It's like the vibe of it because, like, that's been probably one of the biggest learning experiences in this, and like we've already had to pay to. You know, in, in time and, and money to like redo art because, hey, this part, it didn't land right and we screwed up. We should have listened to our editor. We thought this would be good. Didn't happen. And you know what? We're going to redo that scene because we want it to hit and it didn't hit the way. So we're, we're, we're spending that type of um, that time and effort on a single panel
0: how much uh how much uh input does the editor actually have into what you're doing i mean are they like taking your writing and basically telling you to change it right from the get-go or giving you the advice or is it or are they just looking after it's all done it's said and done and then saying redo this and that kind of thing it's a different way of thinking right you had to rewire your brain as far as how to be able to approach it it's not as simple as just writing a story and there you go right right you have to kind of figure out where all the panels lay out and how it's going to translate into a visual more than just the words, right?
2: Correct. That was part of the learning curve, I guess. I've I've tried writing some like movie screenplays, but when you're doing a comic book, you got to say more like panel one, panel two, full page shot, etc., stuff like that. When Tom and I finish the script, uh, I think our first step you send it over to the editor to see what you know a neutral third party thinks. How does this read to an outside you know someone who wasn't involved in the actual creation of it before? we send it off to, to Ben to take a crack at the thumbnails and the sketches before he actually and starts re- drawing.
1: Then we reassess as a team with the editor, um, you know, trying to like fit dialogue in now that we can visually see it. And then it's all about like trying to prepare so that when the job gets done, it's going to work in the end because what needs to happen is hours and hours of drawing. And and when you know, when Ben's hitting that page, it's definitely not something you want to ask him to have to do again. Um, You know, we're over here going, you know what? Damn, we should have thought to like change the color hair a little bit on this character. That was something. Yeah, we you have a lot of mean? characters
2: that are hot blondes, you a lot know, of hot dude blondes. <laughs> it's like, can, yeah. we, can we make that guy like a, any other hair color so we can kind of like tell him tell apart him a little bit
1: because it's kind of hard to tell him earlier. It's so, like it's a lot of like suggestions. But as far as edit- like Michael is we have two like very affluent and well-known and creative and have like years upon years of experience in the independent comic book marketplace on this book, Ben and Michael Calera. So they're steering us right. But what has been really exciting is like, they like what
2: we've been doing. I'm a little nervous. And now. I'm like,
1: like, I'm like, you guys really, this is good, right? <laughs> you
2: know, more like critiques, I guess, because everything that Michael has shot back to us has been like, this is cool, but what if you guys did this? And it's like, oh crap, I didn't even think about that. That's actually way scarier than yeah, what we had thought like, of.
1: Like, if you come at this in this angle, it's gonna be a little bit more tension. We're like, yes, they're all yes, it is. If you switch this one panel,
2: because he's written comics, he's drawn comics. Michael's a, yeah. a talented dude, so he's got a pretty good perspective oh. on what would or wouldn't work if he tinkered with this or that thing.
1: He straight up will go, like, oh here if we move this over here and then he'll whip out a quick sketch maybe ben could do it this angle and we're going oh snap i would have (laughs) never thought about that he's outside of the margins right now and i love it you know so i hope that answers your question but like we're we're largely doing this ourselves and then we're getting such guidance and suggestions that it's making me feel pretty confident
0: so you got a lot of a lot of stake here i mean it's a it's a right now this is I'm not going to say it's make or break because, you know, it's your first venture into this, uh, but you really want to make this work. And just like anybody wants to make something as a success. But do you have other projects in mind that would follow this uh, in the near future as well? Or are you just taking one project at a time?
1: Oh, it's like opening Pandora's box doing this, man.
0: It's a
2: little bit scary. Every time
1: we talk, it's like, another idea comes out of it like we'll we'll be talking and all of a sudden we'll say you know it'd be really interesting and i won't even say it Ryan will just go yeah that would be a really good prequel
2: like all of a sudden just now we got a zero issue in our brains now we got like hey i actually asked last week i was like can we actually get four issues Is that <laughs> <an option? laughs> i'm we're like, we're, out of room. We're like uh-huh. oh
1: jam because like you know we're just trying to hit it so yeah i mean there's we've it's, got it's, ideas it's, for a
2: sequel in mind a volume two you know certain so much potential fun. future stuff but also you know we, we've been thinking about maybe uh doing some other kind of story too. It, we're really just trying to focus at least right now on getting these 3 issues done before we, you know, get too far out over our skis.
1: It's harder than I thought it would be, and I thought it was going to be pretty hard.
0: And are these books going to go into your uh mystery boxes? Oh, Of course. Forward? Yeah.
1: Of course. Yeah, I'm going to get it to my community.
0: It's pretty much um, a guarantee that every book that you're going to put in there is going to go into one of the mystery boxes. Everyone uh, gets five copies. And that's yeah, the only this book is, this month. is
1: now the new <laughs> MMC. It's no. it's crashed down. <laughs> now, we're we'll definitely going to we're gonna definitely incorporate a crash on the mail call um, and do some really special things. you know it's It's gonna be great because the mail call is a big grind of like pushing the value as much as possible. Like what, you know, I'm over here trying to figure out how many plate changes I can convince a publisher to do so I can make lower print books so that when we send it out, people can score, you know? Well, this is our book. No parents, no rules, baby. Let's go. I want to make one of ones. Like, what can I do to send out to the community? Like, that sounds awesome to me. I don't know what I'm going to be able to get away with, but I'll tell you, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it
0: hard. Something I noticed about your uh, mystery boxes over the time, besides putting your own content that you're going to start doing right now in there, uh, you've been tra- transitioning from having your traditional type of mystery box with your occasional exclusive that you had in there to actually having more and more exclusives every month inside those boxes, do you feel that one day your mystery box is gonna be fully exclusives or you're gonna still have a blend uh, going forward of older comics and newer comics because I will say this I do like your mystery boxes and I have bought a few of them. Uh, however, it's not my cup of tea as far as the very I like the older stuff sure they, everybody's got their own uh, preferences. So every so often whenever I see one of the ones that you really have so that it really pulled me in, I pick up one of those boxes because I want that cover or I want something uh, that you have in there. Do you feel that one day that you're going to be, it's only going to be co- full of Comic-Con exclusives or is it going to always be that mixed blend?
1: Well, what's nice is that I don't think our community subscribes um, with this, like this is what has to be in there every month. You know, they've stuck with us this long to know that we're trying to get them um, a certain level of quality and value in every box, you know, I want everyone to feel like they want, you know, so I could imagine there being a month that where maybe we don't have a back issue in there. Um, I also can imagine a month where everyone gets a silver age book. Um, I think that's actually part of the, uh, benefits of offering something that's a mystery. I also intend on, um, well, you do take Not away right. a lot of
0: the mystery by telling us the exclusives that you put sure. in there. Which That's, is a good thing.
1: I was actually about to say that though. Like, I'm actually about to crank that up and make it more of a mystery because we've been pretty, like, you know, in your face about what we're sending out. But then also, it's called a mystery mail call, and I like the idea of being able to showcase what we're putting out there. And it's kind of hard, you know, because if I announce a book, then the first thing is, was well, is everyone going to get it? Oh uh, no, it's a mystery box. But some people are going to get something else too. I'm actually more excited about like documenting more of the process. And I think that's what you're going to see more of. It's, le- it's going to be less about everyone getting the same thing, more about look at how much more we're doing and how much more of a chance there is. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get to a point where we're dropping like a low print 250 book. Good luck. One out of every four boxes are going to get it, you know, something like that.
0: And considering how much stuff that you put in there, as far as not only the back issues but the exclusive that you put in, you, you've tend to keep the boxes very affordable compared to some of the other uh competing boxes that I've seen out there. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the uh channels that all they do is open up mystery boxes and kind of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How are you able to sustain that pricing as far as all the inflation and uh, the, the fact that everything is going up in the world? Uh I believe you're still the 39 to 39.99 per box or 34.99 per per box.
1: Yeah, the box is 35 bucks. Um we do on average, you know, 4 to 5 comics in every box. We typically do 5. I think this next month we'll probably do 4 because one of the exclusives that I haven't really announced is a $10 MSRP, so it's like really expensive to make it. Um but uh yeah, I mean, the answer to that is uh, razor thin margins. Um, you can do the math on this stuff. It's not that hard to figure out that we're keeping prices down as much as humanly possible um, because there's a lot of stuff we put in there. Um, so how we do it? Well, we we do it by the skin of our teeth. We're trying to keep um, prices low so that we can provide the most value on the uh, customers end. that support our show.
0: Well, that's a good thing for the community because you're basically giving them a chance to get those kind of boxes, get those kind of exclusives. By the way, my favorite exclusive that I ever got from you and the one that I actually like the most that I've ever seen from you is that haha Ha, ha uh, cover. Ooh, of, so uh, I, uh, I think it was number three. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Or... Good choice. Yeah. It's not
2: one we hear as someone's favorite very often. I, uh, yeah,
0: by yeah, far. It, my favorite cover by far. You thank, know, you, thank you. you no, know, but – you can't go wrong with that cover, you know. The I've gotten all the other ones as well, but that one's good. And have you gave given up completely on um the uh, uh children's ones? Because I haven't seen you promote any of the children's ones in a while. Those uh children uh, exclusives that you have been putting out. No, they're still going in. They, they are still going in. Oh, they're going. They're, in going, and they're, they're, and going, they're going in, and they're going
2: uh, all over the place. Uh, yeah. We typically we actually intentionally order extras. From the distributors so we have like cases and cases of them kind of stashed in certain corners in our in our hq yep and uh it's been my job for the last few months to kind of take leftover cases after we send them out bring them over to uh local comic shops nearby and tell tell the people behind the counter like yo these are free take these hand them out for free please to to uh people coming in and that's that's part of what we do to try and make sure we get uh kids comics out into hands of kids versus sitting in a box in a warehouse somewhere
1: yeah, I think um, officially, I, I may not know this for sure, but I know we have to be in the running for the team that is doing the most um, donations and funding children and family-friendly like uh, comic books, brand new comic books, and um, getting them in the hands of uh, uh, kids, whether they are at LCSs or hospitals. For whatever reason, they may find themselves there um, or cancer treatments. We teamed up with uh, the Chicago nonprofit last month called Comic Books for Kids. And it's amazing what they're doing over there. Um, They handle the distribution to the places these comic books end up. And that's actually the hardest part of all of this. It's not actually making the comics. There's a lot of talented artists and writers. We're working with Art Baltazar, Nate Johnson, Scoot Comics. Art Baltazar is actually the creator of Itty Bitty Hellboy. Co-created because of Mike Munoz, of course, Um, but it's the the kids stuff is actually something I would say is like that's been one of the things that's been keeping me the most busy that I do behind the scenes. Um, And it's just now starting to get loud and I'm excited about it because we've donated thousands of books and we we did a round of it last year with comic books for kids did over 2000 books. And then um, going into this year, we've already done close to another 2000 next month. We're going to do another 2000. And I hope to, uh, to push that to, to, to crazy numbers, because if we want to have this industry be something long-term, we got to make the comics
2: for the demographic
1: they were intended for from the damn beginning.
2: I feel like the average comic reader is 40 plus. Yes. You know, old dudes (laughs) like, like you feel
0: this is going to be your way of actually getting the younger crowd in there.
2: Right. I mean, hurt. I mean,
1: what I do know, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work, but what I do know is that every month for people who support us through the mystery mail call, I promise a, uh, a brand new kids book in that box. It's going to be, um, okay for everyone in the family to enjoy. And I hope it gets to someone who will enjoy it. Um, I'm also going to always do my best to make them pretty damn cool. You know, I make homages, et cetera. Cause if you don't have kids like me, you know you may just want to keep it that's cool too
2: apparently before we started including the kids book in the mystery mail call we got like multiple comments from people saying like can you throw something in here for my kids because whenever i open this box like i got my my little brat over here trying to try to (laughs) nose in and get get the hands on my like collectible books like give me some kind of decoy comic here for the kids for real that might be how this whole thing started i mean
1: it really did um i knew early i mean really this is i talked to art when we first started this stuff i was like yo is there any way we can get comics for kids in each of these boxes because yo, like that's just like what it's about like we're, we're literally doing the distribution and if we can get the, the the kids book in there we're making comics for kids and we're getting them to children that's the hardest thing to do so um we talked about it years ago and then recently i just i'm like i had enough of this i want to figure this out on a macro level how do we make thousands of children's books i'm talking i'm not talking like Donating random back issues of, of Star Wars adventures, which are awesome, but you know, that's all that's being made. You <laughs> we, we gotta do other Sonic things.
2: Hedgehog, you know, you we know? gotta
1: get other things, and um, no better way to do it than to like make them fresh. And our Baltazar is just he's he's like, you know, ever hear that like with Stephen King, how he's got books upon books that are just like probably never gonna come out, they're just in a in a oh, yeah. in a bin somewhere. You know, he's just like, yeah, here's another story. And her, some stories come out and he wrote it 10 years ago. You know what I mean? That's our Baltazar. I'm talking to this guy. He's like, he's family to me. I've known him since before everything. And um, he'd always tell me, I just finished another book. And I'd be like, what book is that, Art? It's number 30. Number 30, it just sits in a freaking PDF folder. Art, done. Words, done. Color, done. It just needs publishing. and needs distribution. And I'm like, you know what? There's kids who need, ki- they, that could use the comics you have the comics. Why can't we just make it happen? And that's when I realized, though, if we don't team up with a nonprofit to get those comics to where they got to go, it just doesn't.
2: And so, you can say, like, yeah, let's release it digital or whatever. Like, that's a that's one way uh, to bypass the printing production, you know, physical process. But if you hand a kid a tablet and say, like, read this comic, they're going to be like, oh, I
0: want to play Fortnite or whatever the hell they do.
1: So, um, by
0: teaming so, up with so you of- have, kids, like, real uh, beliefs that paper comics still have some life in them.
2: Of course. Even I do. And I'm, I'm known to be a digital, a digital kid.
1: Oh, it, it, it forces, it's when
2: I grew up, um, I,
1: I, when I, when I was younger, I struggled with reading, like with reading so bad. Um, and and it really wasn't a good experience. I I actually was so frustrated with the process. I don't know. Maybe I have like, uh, a little bit of like ADHD or like maybe, or something, you know, like back in the day. I would
2: actually explain a lot. It, it
1: probably would. Like I would, you know, I could read, uh, nonfiction just fine boring
2: okay wow that, i can't read me. it
1: like yo i got straight a's in school i could read a textbook and retain it Nerd. but it's when it's like you're reading a page and you got to like check out and create the voices in your head and do all that i you, you lose my interest so what my dad would do is he would like give me comics and he would make me read the comics with them and it was like at first it was kind of a chore but then i realized it's either that or chapter books you know <laughs> as a kid you know i don't want to read chapter book dad it's like and it, it, so I grew up reading you know vertigo with my dad constantine Perry you know year. dad is constantine gonna be okay he's got cancer and yo What's dude cancer? my mom died of cancer when i was younger and i was oh <laughs> like God. it's probably not the best stuff to read back in the day but but you know it's a it, it, it's what got me uh through a lot of stuff it, it bonded me with my dad like i like some people have told me they wish they had relationships with and um and also, like, I know the power of being able to just go, you know what, put your phone down, you need to read this. It's Witches by Scott Snyder.
2: I have multiple copies,
1: multiple copies on my shelf, because I like to give this to somebody and say, just sit down, enjoy this. And you know what,
2: they don't give jock that. art, gets them to keep it on their shelf, and they end up giving it back a long time. I, I still have it. Tom's trade paperback of the crow that he lent me like 10 years ago. It's one of the
1: best comics ever made ever. Sat
2: in the backseat of my car, catching sunlight for like nine years. <laughs> and then
1: it's okay. It's sitting I, on my bookshelf and it doesn't bother me He's because I know there's there. going to be a day where you're going to go, damn, Tom, never been opened. Thank you. Or you're going to go, damn, Tom, that sucked. Cause you, cause you <laughs> suck, Ryan. I do. I'm you're sorry. terrible. You're I'm a terrible, terrible person. That's my so, bad.
0: <laughs> so basically. content content content, Ryan. Well, I think we could keep going on forever with this stream. We're talking and for an
1: hour and 41 minutes, we got five more hours. A,
0: I, if you like, we could keep this going on for 24 hours straight. I, I know that I'm a marathon guy, and okay. you got the bombastic energy to be able to keep going on and on and on. But I know that you have valuable time, and you, 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 you got not Wednesday tomorrow, so which is a really, really big deal but I'm going to give you an opportunity to maybe talk about anything else in the future that maybe we didn't touch on.
1: You know um, there's a lot of great comic book themed content out there and it goes really far participating, joining in the comment section, liking sharing. Um, There's so many brand new uh, channels that I'm starting to enjoy as well. So I just want to keep encouraging everybody. If you want to, just collect comics. If you want to just read comics, you just want to comment every now and then. That's freaking dope. If you ever like get the bug and want to just take your phone out and show people the long box that you're going through, people you never know that
2: people pe- want to watch.
1: People want to watch. And you know what? You're going to meet some cool people. You, you never know. Like the, this community is so small and it's so cool how um, quickly people can connect. You know, I was just chatting um, on a, a stream with uh, with Phil. Uh, one true nerd, one true nerd king, and he's telling me about how him and Nate Johnson went and grabbed beers because they lived near each other after Nate moved, and I'm like, Nate Johnson, I've never talked to Phil outside of this interview he's doing with us, and Nate's like my web designer. I'm like, dude, you're just hanging out with Nate? Like, I talk to Nate every day. What's going on? And it's like, yeah, you know, he's. I was in a show on, on what, you know, they, they just connected. And the next thing you know, they're out to drinks out and, and like having fun. And
2: whatever, Goosey, Boosey, whatever his name is. From- Gussie. Gussie. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's a small world.
1: But it's a small world. And, like, I just encourage peeps, uh, participate if you're into it. And you know what? If, 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 that's not, if that's too much, no worries. Like, conventions are coming. And I always like to remind everybody when they go to conventions, like, go chill in, like, the dealer area. You know, go buy a comic off the wall. So
0: how approachable are you at the, uh, at the conventions? Like, uh, like if somebody comes near you, are you like, get get the hell away from me? Or do you actually sit and talk to people?
2: Get in line. You gotta pay to talk to comic Tom.
1: I charge people. (laughs) It's all about the money. I'm the bouncer. You know, it's all about the green, the moon. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm very approachable. I love meeting everybody. Um, I, I, one thing I didn't like about last year was how busy my schedule was because I overcommitted. But here's the thing, you know, when you get hit up by Jay Lee, you go and chill with Jay Lee and and film some of his damn artwork that he's doing, you know, like you go do stuff. And and it was like coming back after a pandemic, going to hit these conventions. It was it was a ruckus last year. But this year, we're going to to go chill with homies and we're going to go and chat crash down. And I'm so excited to see the comic fan.
0: Tom's great. Speaking speaking of ruckus, were you there for that whole uh, Peach Momoko ruckus that happened over here in New York?
1: Peach Pomoko. Oh, I was oh. absolutely. I got to
0: meet so you. Peach. Saw her like diving under the table and like uh, hiding from everybody after the 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 anarchy started.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like I'm a I, I consider Peach a friend. You know? I chatted with her about that. Um,
0: uh, I feel bad. I mean, for her. I mean
1: right, right, like like through through DMs, you know, and and uh, um, it, it was a. Uh, <laughs> She's a rock star, you know, and it, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it was very unfortunate to see that that happened. Um, well, she blew up like during pandemic, but yo, right? like, like,
2: during lockdowns, not going to cons, and all of a sudden her first con after after all of the lockdowns was like, yeah, crazy celebrity status. I was
1: like, you know, like there's a part of me that was like super frustrated because I look at Peach, and I'm like, yo, people being disrespected, dis- disrespectful to Peach, like, like yo, that angers me. Like that actually frustrated me. I don't get frustrated very easily, but like that was frustrating. But you know what? Um, I was at that convention and um, I know more about like the ins and outs and how that kind of stuff worked. And it wasn't as it, it, it wasn't what was being publicized a lot. And I got a chance to meet peach on Sunday when she wasn't talking to anybody. She was just chilling with her headphones on painting and she had a crowd around her, probably an eight foot circle to give her space. And everyone was quiet they were respectful and they were in awe because it was damn cool to watch the artist the master at work and then i also got to like yeah i wasn't trying to to get a spotlight or anything but like you know saw me and i got to meet her in person and and i don't know for if for those of you who don't know we got um you know, i covered peach romoko's whole it was the career year of the peach, whatever was started that, all that I was calling. I'm like, yo, this is this is something. I remember rolling my eyes,
2: going like, dude, shut up."
1: I'm like, Like, you don't see what's happening, yo. This right here, this is gonna be one of the biggest artists of our generation. And I freaking called it. And and she recognized that I did that too. Um, When we got um, at the shop, we got uh, robbed. Some people broke in, broke open the window um, of of the shop, the door window. Um, we happen had people working at the time, so they got chased out. But the thing was it's like that's dangerous and it was no good and it rattled a lot of cages with our team. Like, like it's not it's just when safety is an issue and all that, like it's it's not it's such a a, a um what's the word? It's like it's like uh
0: uh you know, getting robbed. It, it's it's scary. like it's, <laughs> it's scary and sure. it's Even violating, you, it you know. Moment, yeah. Violating is the word I was Go looking for. It. It. That Violator, right? Sense. So you're saying um, robbed getting robbed is not fun, it's not nice. Or,
1: and and then to have like people that I work with um have to deal with that was like, oh geez, you know, just kind of like taking a sense of responsibility for that. Peach reached out and was like, Hey, um, do you want to release the first US official Peach Momoko merch? You can keep these images to print a limited supply and uh put it towards your security, take all the money. I was I was flabbergasted. I was like, wait, what do you want us to do? And she's like, here's these images you can pick. And I'm like, I can make Peach Moco shirts and and merch, and she's like, Yeah, do it, raise some money, thank you for everything. So like we did that. We raised over we raised like a few thousand dollars and we released the first Peach Momoko merch. and it was because they watch the channel, they saw what happened, and they're like, you know, let's let's do something. So um, I just think it's really cool to have that type of connection with the industry. Um, and this was years ago. This is when we were so much smaller. So imagine how much that meant then if it means this much now you know
0: true that's actually a really nice story i didn't realize that she actually did that and that is uh something showing her character uh, in a different light than i guess the public knows because i'm personally i've i i i, I like her art i just feel like she got uh, overexposed for a couple of years like too much of a good thing sometimes it is too much of a good thing uh but I like the personal stories that that, that you, you're putting to her, and it gives me a little bit of a different uh, outlook as far as uh, her uh, her approach. You know, and I did feel bad for her at NYCC. I was there, even though you were dodging me and running away from me every time I would come into the same menu. But you know, that's that's a different story altogether.
1: Well, I never, I hadn't seen your face until this um, interview, so I I recognize the hands. I recognize though. the hands. <laughs> I was Get about to
0: say out of the way you wow. saw the shadow coming towards you so that that basically you, you're like all right we we know journeys in the area so you <laughs> you, you ran for the high hills uh but uh you i taking a couple questions from the from the chat sure let's do it all right, all right. so let's let's see the what. Uh, any questions All right. That's my copyright strike for the, for the night. Um, so here's your chance. Here's your chance. I've been ignoring you all night. Here's your chance to, to ask some questions to the fire guy, Ryan, and then uh, Comic Tom 101.
2: It's going to have to be just me for the moment. Tom had to run, run
0: off to go pee-pee real quick. Well, <laughs> so long I, well it, it was a long interview. But, you, you know, that's what you. It's it's got it, a tiny what happens word when word you got word. a bunch of blabbermouths that are on the same panel.
2: Right. I went right before like a like a genius.
0: So, I'm good. All right. So, how do you deal with the shade being thrown uh, by other comic book content creators? Hey, good question. That is a great question, actually. Good timing, Tom. <sighs> you want to put that back up real quick for him? Yeah, I'm going to put that up. That, that actually is a great question. Let me is that a good it question?
2: You. It's the best question I've ever seen, and you missed it. You I, had I, it so. I had to wash my hands. Well, thank you. Tom and Fire
1: Guy, how do you deal with shade being thrown by other comic book content creators? Ooh, shade. Is that a question for me? Yeah,
0: well,
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't get a lot of shade as far as I, I know. I don't know. Is Everyone there a, loves me. I, is there a lot of shade? Biggie Shack likes to give me crap for being a digital comic book reader. I think that's in, in good fun. What's wrong with digital? Nothing. I don't, don't think. But nice. you, know, you can turn up the That's the, the, the shadiest brightness. thing I could think of that... How do you someone deal with someone at me? Yeah, calling out big shots. I mean,
1: the main thing is that I, I just don't, I don't deal with it after this long. Um, people come and go; that have something to say, and unfortunately, if they, if there's someone who's got a, a gripe with me, it's cool. There's a lot of content um, peeps can watch. Um, but the main thing is that um, I have to take the uh, whatever spotlight that I have carve my myself into if that makes if that's the right way it makes to make some that. kind of sense it's almost there it's been a long been a long, long, day.
2: long day we've been writing
1: yeah we filmed today we filmed too the video today but um the main thing is like um i just I, there's just not enough time I'm, I'm, I'm doing too much stuff to let stuff really slow me down and um i just don't really know that it's happening um i i mean yeah i definitely i mean i don't care I don't care. The main thing is I don't care. Um the the you know, when you have a a a community of people that that we serve that's as large as what we have been for as long as we have been, proofs in the pudding, you know, it is what it is. If 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 I was if there was something, if there was shade being thrown, that's because someone thinks there is deserved to be shade thrown. And if that's the case, you know, I appreciate the this the 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 time being spent, but the the bottom line is is like the comic collecting community are uh filled with a, a lot of individuals community. who are it's it's not just a a big community it's filled with people who know their stuff this is a community of individuals who can argue the difference of a vf to a vf plus with passion and certainty like let's have some real talk you know, let's talk about Damien's first appearance versus his second. Is it a cameo or is it a full? Do you want to talk about Mark Jewelers, newsstands, Whitman's? You know, you want to get into, um, you know, is the comic better with the date stamp or not? Like when you get down to it, this is not a easy hobby to really digest and, and know to the extent where if you're doing something weird, you're going to get caught. It ain't good because collectors are smart. You know, so when it really comes down to it, I I just think that I res- that that my like level of respect for the community and me believing that they're smart enough to make good decisions themselves because you know what if you're going to spend 500 dollars on a 9.8, I think that's a person who has spent a little bit more time on that decision than just a random person buying a comic. You know what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Sort of. Help me out here, Ryan. <laughs> I think so. Make it make sense. But how do I deal with shade? I don't
2: I really deal with it. I kind of see it like, like there's there's something for everybody, you know? If Comic right. Tom 101 is not for you as a YouTube channel, then there's other ones to watch. It's like for you, me. You, you, I you know, basically
0: it come to the conclusion. You don't let things bother you. I mean, I'm sure it bothered you more when you first starting than as you as time progressed and uh, uh, you kind of understood that you're gonna have people that love you, you're gonna have people that hate you, and everybody in between, right? Uh,
1: absolutely, and you know it really depends on this on, on on what's being said. But like, yo, there was a, um, it's like there's a difference between shade and like just like constructive criticism. We had a member, um, Wilbert. Right. Wilbert. Yeah, Wilbert. just shouted him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a, a person who said, yo, Tom, it was kind of misleading. You said uh, $1,500 was the height that Spider-Man noir number one reached. And you didn't mention that it was a newsstand because GPA doesn't delineate from it. But when you look at the numbers and I failed to look at the actual like number over number, just it slipped the script. He was right. Gilbert was right. So I shout him out. So Wilbert. thank you. Gilbert, W. Correct. Yeah. Gilbert's a different.
2: That is an actual name. That's Wilbert, a person. I have never heard before. So well, it sticks out a little more. But uh Wilbert gets a shout-out into the next hot 10, by the way.
1: But you know, like if so it's shade, you. it's it's typically for clout most of the time. Um, and if it's not, then it's like, hey, you know, trying to entertain their community. That's all cool.
2: Whatever. I don't I just, I kill them with kindness. That's that's good advice. There you
0: go. Well, I I respect that. You know, I, I feel the same way. It's everybody. Uh, needs to come to grips with reality. You're not going to make everybody happy, and the people that and people like drama too. So let's let's be honest about it. I,
1: I also notice, and this is just because I have a yeah. You know, I see I see some stuff that gets done on on some channels. You know, like I also have like some friends like like Jerno. I like watching journal stuff, and and he'll you know he spits fire. You know, he he says it talks about how stuff is. I don't agree with him every time, but I think it's hilarious. I've been following his channel since he started, but like, um. I've noticed that sometimes my name will just get brought up to be brought up, like I I've have. That. It doesn't have anything to do with me, and I'm looking at my picture on the screen. And I have noticed that sometimes people use it as clickbait. Now, how do I deal with that shade? I, I can't deal with it because, like, it's just the people using the name sometimes. But that's I a great have noticed idea. that's happening more and more. And uh, I don't feel any much way about it, but
0: that's a great know. idea. I think I'm going to use your face uh, and your name on my my Excuse my uh, th- thumbnails going well for. Sure that'll get clicks. Oh yeah, make sure to influencer on there. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll make an absolute point of doing that. You know what? I need the clicks. So perfect. Thank you very much for the suggestion. Uh, that being said, we got a question for from the Tylox the Mighty. Will you be hanging out with the rest of us at content creators at HeroCon? Will you be going to HeroCon?
1: Herocon. I don't even know where Herocon is, is.
0: Atlanta. That's North Carolina.
1: No, unfortunately, I don't have that planned. Right now, the cons I know that we are attending. You know, Emerald City's coming up. I don't know. We may That's have our to, home con. I don't, we we do may. We, just, we have
2: tickets. We I'm just, just gonna, go and buy them. Like it's not doing. like they're sold out.
1: You know, we just go up there. Maybe we'll I'm go con, up there.
2: I'm a con newbie, man.
1: Maybe we'll just go for a day. You want to go with me to Emerald? I'll, I'll go with you. You go with me. Can so you, we got can Emerald. You buy everything.
2: I'll pay for it, Ryan. Good. Then I'll go. All right. You have to drive though. I hate driving. I hate driving in the city. That's true. I'll get so, us killed. We
1: got Emerald City coming. MegaCon is for sure happening. Not um, me. And then I'm also yeah. I, Ryan, I, I cannot there. do Florida. It's too hot. I'm far too mind.
2: overweight to go to Florida.
1: But you know what? We may do Vegas. It's looking uh, the the con after MegaCon is Vegas in uh, the end, of, the very end of April. And I've never been to Vegas, so I'm excited to go. There. I got my one and only tattoo in Vegas. Way overspent. Dharma on his ass. That is
2: what you always say. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious, dude. Yeah,
1: hey, and you're
0: gonna be doing the big ones too, San say Diego, New York. I'm assuming, right?
1: Of course. Yeah, New York, San Diego. I did say ass
0: for you, by the way, which is ca- technically a curse word. Kind of, kind yeah. of, kind, kind of. We we got you a little bit of raunchy. It's a in little. the Bible, so I don't think it counts. Shit ass. Oh, there, there we go. go. Shit ass. Okay. Now, now we're good. Now we're talking. All right. That's now a, just hey, not, thinking,
1: like, I just was thinking. I got I got to put something right next to ass. I,
2: lame, I thought of shit. I'll, I'll accept it.
0: We now, now we're getting Tom a little vile. That's perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Let, let's save that uh, that moment. Uh, that way, I could play it over and over again. All right. Uh, will Comic Tom be, uh, uh, Mystery Box ever be available internationally by uh, Doctor Van Hoot, who has one of the best names in the community, by the way?
1: Well, we do offer this. This is the Last Chance Box, and we sell this um, international. It's the same. It's the same. It's part of the same collection of books. It's all randomized. It's the Mystery Mail Call, but. It's uh, if you buy it off of Whatnot, we can ship it uh, via international uh, because Whatnot's connection with uh, USPS is a lot better than what we could do on our own. We were unable to provide international service for a long time until Whatnot, and now we have it. And we look to also increase this um, internationally soon by um, some other moves we're making. So the answer is yes, and more coming soon. But for now, yeah, you can go to to Whatnot. And, and pick up a, a
2: box uh, via... It's that. a very specific time frame. But it's a
1: one-time month. purchase, though.
2: That, too. But it's only available, like, right around the time we ship out that month's Yes. Box so it's, like, yes. a, within, like, a week's window or something.
0: Yeah. We, so. we, we need to make it easier. <laughs> yeah. Here's something that we haven't been seeing enough of on, on YouTube, at least. I'm not sure what other uh, platforms you are doing your podcast on, but from the bag, Bags and b- Boards podcast, you used to do that on a regular You don't do it that much on the regular. You're doing more pre-recorded type of videos of late. Uh, Is that ever gonna become a little bit more? uh, uh, I can tell you a
2: big reason why we slowed down/slash paused the podcast was our own comic book. Yeah, that took a lot of the steam and our uh, energy and commitment out of what we would do, the time we would dedicate to the podcast. Since to get ready to do a bags and boards podcast, we got to think of different segments to do. We got to read however many books. We got to read for those segments. We got to look up however many pieces of information we gather from like some various you know key collector page or whatever whatever we decide to talk about whether it's movie trailer or whatever so those take a lot of work on the front and on the back end to edit it and put it out on various platforms and all that so at least right now i don't know when the plan is to get back going on the bags and boards podcast i would very much like to it's a fun live show to do but at least until like crashdown's over is what i would think
0: all right, because I've actually been mi- mi- missing that as well. I, that actually was one of the best components when I first started watching you of your channel. And I feel that uh, there's a lot of more people that like that uh, interaction with you. Uh, just the same way we're having interaction with everybody on the live chat right now. I think that's a big thing of pulling you closer to the community. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons why I started this influencer influ- uh, uh, interview series, bringing larger channels and smaller channels together. And kind of like introducing like some of the names that you're seeing here, I'm sure you're going to run into in your chats and in into in the conventions. It's nice to be able to connect with uh, everybody in one way or another. Um, and I feel that there hasn't been enough of that uh, going forward. So um, your ba- your bags and boards uh, podcast, I think, brought more and more people closer to you as far as through that chat. I'm sure you brought you a lot of trolls as well uh so that's always fun you know by the way thank you very much for all the all the porn bots and everybody that wants to sell sell me adult items on the, every time i comment on your uh chat and everybody uh, that, uh
2: lately
1: I, what can i say it's
2: in
0: the comment section what
1: can i say they want some <laughs>
0: I, 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 are they targeting my comments for some reason every oh, no. time i every time and I'm part of the when,
1: Whenever Ryan's on the mic, that's probably what it is. There is it out, just a swarm of individuals who just they love hearing him talk about comics. It's just it is what it is.
2: I can't hear me say anything. I could go on the mic and just go, It's blah, 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 like the, It's and like, and, just, and, then,
1: and they're like, it's just the beard, you know? They're like, the ooh. Talk about in the hands, the boys. Talk about Homelander again, Ryan. Oh. Ooh, man, you're so man. bad, Ryan. I'm good. You're the fire guy. Fire
0: guy
2: ryan started the fire i haven't heard that one in way too you.
0: long it's for you ryan i did that one for you oh right, now we got now, now i'm gonna get a copyright infringement because you're ryan got the fire thing and thank you uh but uh here's you're a welcome. great question who are some of the content creators that you enjoy watching
2: i've been binging the hell i've been i'm making a i'm making a personal effort to go other than my and- stuff other than you, of course, mm-hmm. whenever I have a spare seven
0: hours to kill.
2: To, to kill. I've been going back uh, through the entire backlog of comic tropes. I love that guy. Comic uh, tropes? Correct. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of information. Um, oh, hey there. I was just. Correct.
1: <laughs> I was just drying he my man right off.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, he's he's you know? got a great channel. He's got a cool sense of humor and he's local. So it's it's a little a little fun yeah. too to see another Washingtonian on YouTube. But yeah, uh, that's kind of where, where my comic book YouTube uh, focus has been lately. Yeah, I'm sure Tom's got some other answers. Um, video content <laughs> creators, uh, me—I'm sure you watch my videos. Uh, I love watching
1: Very Gary; he's one of my favorite uh, comic book channels. I like watching him uh, get collections because he's on the damn east coast, and it's not fair. All the he always good gets the good over comics over there. I'm like, damn, look at those books! So it's like watching Very Gary. Of course, I'm a big fan of Jim Mint Variant Comics, Comics Explained. I mentioned a lot of them. There's some other channels that are just like off the cuff. Ooh. Um, there is, oh, I'm forgetting their name. You know, the couple that do, uh, they do whatnot stuff, but they also go out and do vlogs as well. The couple, it's a couple. Yeah. It's a wife, um, and his uh, guy, guy and his wife, and she has orange hair. She has orange. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm forgetting. i watch enough. That's enough bad. I should remember.
2: Um, at least you know who they are. Yeah. That's
1: terrible. At least you remember their name. I'll remember <laughs> for the next interview. Um, someone's going to know. Um, what else though? What's up? I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of, uh, I, whenever I'm in trying to enjoy YouTube, I'm trying not to watch a lot of comic book content, to be honest. It's I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of there, too. You know, I try to uh, focus in on when we're trying to write something for the show. That's when I'm getting my comic book fix. Other than that. I'm watching, like, music stuff. I like watching a lot of live music. I'll go down like, a
2: random rabbit hole, you know? I watch a lot of video essays about, like, movies, you know, Easter egg type stuff, thinking sure. about, like, the, the craft of writing and stuff like that behind the scenes.
1: I enjoy that on YouTube. Yeah, that's definitely very – that's been very helpful since I've been doing a lot of, too. Man, I'm super boring.
0: What? what I, I just want to revisit something really quickly uh, because based on that comment thing I told you because it's something that you actually brought up in your streams and uh, in uh, on your posts. As far as all the scam artists out there that are asking for Telegram money and that kind of yeah. stuff, I just want to oh, make yeah. make a point of people understanding that's not you that's actually asking people for money.
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, no, no it's not me. That's that's actually been quite a freaking problem. Like, we had to like totally redo everything how how we how we do giveaways because of that. There was a um, it's it's a thing to to go after the the comment section of just like channels in the comics and collector space. Um, cause there's a lot of giveaways that typically happen in our community. And now we're not seeing that happen as much anymore on YouTube because there is this aspect of trust that the people who are commenting is the person that's re- enriched that, um, from, from the channel. And when you can just get a profile, change the picture and make the name kind of sound like it, well then boom, you, you just scam someone out of their money. So we had to just go all out and say, we do not, uh, communicate via our YouTube comment section. We'll never ask you for any type of information. Um, we put on the very top of the website. you we know all communication happens via our website now in the communications tab, content, uh, the, the contact um, tab, so we can vet and know who we're talking to because um, it's it's become a problem. And it's not just our channel. We were hit early, but a then Mint got hit, happening. Gary got hit, and then Variant and Comic Tropes. Like there was, right, Comic Tropes even got hit.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I saw him
1: post about it, so um, just be mindful.
0: Yeah, it's a, it, it's a, they, they, they're they're pretty basically predators looking to really scam people, uh, and it's good that you're ma- bringing that to attention because I'm sure you've been harassed about it multiple times. I actually sent you multiple DMs as far as a couple that came to my myself as well. I like the porn bots. I don't like the ones that they try to scan you though. Uh, but
1: um, well, oh, that's just a Comics couple. Comics Den. More. That's the name.
0: Comics, Comics Den. Den.
1: That's the that that's the channel. Been couple.
2: Yeah, they, came they, to you.
1: yeah, they 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 do um a bunch of vlogs about just like the grind. They're going to a comic show, they did a setup vlog the other day. It's just it's really cool seeing just like the process, you know.
0: We'll we'll just ask just a couple more questions and uh I guess you know you will run away from me after that. Uh, but I will ask you one question I ask all of my guests. Okay. Because this is a dying desire to for a lot of our community members to know is comic tom available
1: am i available for for
0: is dating. fire guy is fire guy ryan available oh, you're gonna love this answer Is fire guy Ryan? yeah check this out oh, you, want, you go first i'm gonna
1: answer this and and ryan can verify uh-huh
2: right uh sure i want to know your
1: answer first though
2: i don't i don't trust you oh, this is good this you're is going first content you know? you're going first no ryan you go first i've got so many romantic <laughs> partners i can't even keep them straight i got like three people blowing up my phone right now being like where are you what the hell are you doing man you said seven o'clock.
1: That's what they call you. They say, "Man, oh yeah, <laughs> yo man, yo man." We don't have like a name <laughs> basis. You know, it's more like, <laughs> right. more like just grunts and animal
2: noises. You what know? the heck? We don't dude? have time to speak. Animal we just, noises. You just get down. To it. <laughs> yeah, like just... donkey sounds. So
0: you're a promiscuous, non-monogamous uh, fire guy. You're, you're you're playing the field, huh? All the damn time. right. So old,
2: old, old, young. Who cares? Uh, but, but but age should... appropriate. Oh yeah, there's no upper limit though. Give me that grandma's. It's Ryan, dude. It's Fire Guy.
0: And what about you, uh Tom, are, are you available uh, for for all the people lusting for Comic Tom? Are you available the um, public?
1: I am available.
0: Oh, look mm. at that. How about that?
1: Scandalous. Cuz I am. You're right. But also, I don't date industry. I don't oh. date industry. Yeah, yeah, like, you know,
2: other comic people? Uh, just just anybody in in comics. Oh. Yeah, this is like work with somebody like businesses tell, I'm and stuff. i Temple Smith that like he should just stop trying to. I know he
1: keeps making moves. He keeps you know.
2: trying to. Yeah, he keeps trying to set it up.
1: Sends that text at night.
2: Right. Oh, what do you think about this tentacle? Day. Right. All the tentacles. And I'm like Ryan. He's just texting you tentacle pictures. It's not weird. Is he after you or is he after me?
1: Or is he trying to set up a three-person
2: situation? He's obsessed with you, Ryan. That's it. You gotta stay out of the industry. That's what Tom says. That's
1: making donkey noises over here. What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> that
2: gets me going, man. I can't help it.
1: <laughs> Ryan, you're disgusting. That's well, well this is one thing we know what's happening right now is that Ryan is a very gross individual. That's great. He Needs to be stopped.
0: There I hope there that answers so there you go, people. If you want to have sexy time with uh Tom and uh and uh Fire guy, Ryan. Ryan. they're available. That's true, We're they're available in a package deal too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a, to a question from Jack. A quick question for Tom: how, how many of Ryan's bad ideas have you shot down while writing, and how much do you enjoy it? Uh, do you think of one today?
1: Was there one today? Was, yeah, all the time. No, there, wasn't. there was. You a, have to think way back. I had behind. a. You want to find a, an idea that I had today? Idea. I think it would be interesting to have our. Characters go in underground at some point. Oh, that was and me shooting sit, down Tom's Batman, And he's dude. like, "No, that's not gonna work." And like, I'm let's like, "Let's have them fine.
2: burrow underground, like mole people, and survive from all the monsters and then he, underground."
1: No, but that's like that's actually like one of the funnest parts of the uh, riffin The riffin is like we go we go back and forth, and then all of a sudden we make something new, you know, because because maybe maybe, maybe ten percent of his idea meets with my ten percent, and then we have twenty percent uh, uh, of a good idea.
2: And eighty <laughs> percent is garbage. <laughs> so no matter what, it's going to be the worst thing you've ever read.
1: Oh, I'm already embarrassed. That's
2: going to be a promise. Yeah,
0: you're going to be like Tom. Give me my twenty percent of a good deal. The idea,
2: I like that. Plus ten percent equals one hundred percent. Don't you
1: understand
0: works. math, mole people? Can't get it. So, over are it. you gonna guys? Are you guys going to actually peek your head into the camera to actually prove that it's actually you and it's not a bot that I have a uh, talk. I'm talking to.
2: We are robots. I don't know how to work Tom's camera. It's all the way over uh, there. You want to like, like, duck down? It's really far away. Go fix the camera. Go fix the
0: camera. You know okay. I'm going to have these trolls telling me that it's not really you. There you go.
2: There's an eye. That's an eye. We just got...
1: I didn't do my hair. We just got somebody You, who has... hair. you
2: never do. Your hair's always a mess. My hair's always a mess. It's because of the headphones. Yeah, that's it. The headphones. Yep. All all right, right, so we, got,
0: we got a got the, face. Top. We yeah, got got the top. Yeah, you got a top Show sure, yeah, we'll, we'll, there you go there you go we got that's, that's <laughs> the thumbnail right there Ryan put yours down there too that's we'll good. both like what this like... show the head off uh, yeah. the microphone
1: <laughs> there we go uh,
0: uh, there's your thumbnail there you go that's my thumbnail there you go, there you go. that's the thumbnail good stuff
1: there you go wow Perfect. amazing. Oh, Perfect. how far we've come together in two hours and eleven minutes! I told Ryan, did Holy you tell smokes. him how long we were gonna go for? I'm like to tell him an hour, and then Ryan's like,
0: seven hours, man. That's dude, you got to do more than an hour. Time.
1: And then now we're here, two hours.
0: Damn it! I, honestly, I could keep you on here forever. Yeah, you guys know that. I could keep talking. You could keep talking. We're both blabbermouths. All about
1: ourselves, we get really boring. You're asking those tough questions. How do I deal with shade? Put the blender.
0: Well, you know, listen, we, we, we. I, I'm not asking that tough questions because I want you to come back again sometime. And next time, I'm, I'm saving the, the venomous ones for the next uh, interview. So you know, right now, we are about good behavior.
1: I like it. Uh, you know, you kind of go slow and then ramp it up as you go. I like that.
0: Yeah, you, know, you it's know, a roller coaster. That's basically how it goes. You know, I, I'm a smart interviewer. They, you know, basically, uh, you know, uh, we, we have to ease you into this, uh, ease you into the pain.
1: You're putting uh, the, you're putting your toe in just to test the water. Just a now little. Now past your Just
0: a little bit. It's all about the look at me. You see, that's it, it, how it goes. So, I appreciate the both of you. I really do. Uh, You guys have been sports as far as uh, dealing with the nonsense. And- I think
1: I think you threw a good game here. You threw you threw the ball. We. we- we 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 hit the ball.
0: I think Tom's lost his mind. And we're going
1: in we're going around the diamond now, like
2: sports ball.
0: You guys came on here. You trolled the hell out of me with with your hands. You know that that you know. T- hey, hey, Swagger Hoss, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> Starting beef. I'm still
1: I'm still really pissed at him. Coming in here just respecting you like that, showing his showing his face, freaking clean cut hair. You know he's industry. You're- Bueller, you know his his industry.
0: Industry.
1: I just wanted to thank you for bringing that out. He was hiding the fact that he has directed soldier, a soldier, soldier boy or I saw music guys video last week. This guy is an industry plant, and I think we that he's up to no good. He's, there's just something going on under that Swaggle
0: house. I don't know what's, what's going on. with all that? That? Do you guys
1: personally know Swaggle? I don't know. I just like, I'm just getting some weird advice from him. I'm just I'm just letting you know.
0: Oh, you just like the name <laughs> Swaggle? Do You like just like saying Swaggle? It's a
2: fun thing to say. Uh,
0: it is kind of
1: fun. I can barely out. even say it. Which I think is part of the whole.
2: It's like swaggle. I'm not gonna say
1: scheme, but vibe. Let's call it a vibe that I'm just swaggle. I don't know. know. Yeah, something with that shifty,
0: shifty. I I think there's something more than meets the eye between you and the. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Okay. I'm just. I'm just (laughs) just, just saying. saying. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you you've said a lot more about him than Bueller. Well, because you were you just interviewed him. It's fresh on the. Well, yeah, that's true. I was watching. I'm any like, any wait, wait a minute. It's like,
1: yeah. That's what's going on?
2: Uh, Bueller, love that guy. He ain't directing nothing.
1: <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Bueller
2: directing Soldier Boy. Like, um, that's Bueller a, would that's kill that's it. A Mental image.
1: <laughs> Bueller,
0: loves Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that being said, oh, uh, appreciate here. everybody. Appreciate the chat.
2: Yeah,
1: thanks for being here, everyone. We had fun.
2: Thank you.
0: Are you, going to, are you going to geek are you going to say like, yeah you see your freaking line you have to see your line
1: and as always
0: no so you're making
2: me say it that's you how I do it
1: do. I don't ever say
2: it that's true you don't ever say it I'll
1: try it again actually I right, comic journey why don't you do it as always
0: geek responsibly
2: oh there, there he is there yeah perfect
0: no no, enough said. We're not doing that here. I do enough said though. No, no, I've said that it's exclusive that's, for your channel. It's well, a that's Stanley not, thing,
1: that's a guess. Stanley thing. You, you have to, he stole you, it from you us. You do that.
0: All right. All right. Uh, the, you know what? I'm going to give my tagline and then we're ending it. Okay. All right. So, so you right. keep collecting and I'll keep recollecting. That's it. That's it. I got my own line too. You see, I got my own tagline. You know, you you're not special. We all special in our own way. All right. Good night, everyone. I appreciate you. And we are out of here. How do I turn this thing off? All right.